They crested a forest ridge, and abruptly the wilderness ended. The blue fields of a blue jean plantation spread out before them. Civilization. Trent and Chameleon dismounted. Bink had trudged all night tirelessly, sleeping while his great legs worked by themselves. Nothing had bothered the party. Even the fiercest things of the wilderness had some caution. Now it was mid-morning, a fine, clear day. He felt good. Suddenly he was a man again, and he still felt good. <laughs> well, I guess this is where we part company at last. I'm sorry we could not agree on more things, but I think separation will abate those differences. It has been a pleasure to know you both. I suppose by definition and talent you are the evil magician, but you helped save Xanth from the Wiggles, and in person you have been a friend. I, I cannot approve of your designs, but, well, farewell, magician. Same here. Well, isn't this cozy? <gasps> a genie! Mm, no such luck. That's the sorceress Iris. Oh, thank you for the elegant introduction, Bink. So, this is Iris. I knew of her before I left Xanth, since she is of my generation. But we never actually met. She certainly is skilled at her talent. It happened I had no hankering for transformation. You left quite a trail of toads and trees and bugs and things. I thought you had been exiled. Times change, Iris. Didn't you observe us in the wilderness? As a matter of fact, I didn't. That jungle is a dreary place with quite a number of counter-illusion spells, and I had no idea you were back in Xanth. I don't believe anyone knows, not even Humphrey. It was the huge Sphinx that attracted my attention. But I could not be sure you were involved until I saw you transform it into Hank. I knew he had been exiled recently, so something was definitely amiss. How did you pass the shield? Times change. Yes, they do. Now, shall we get down to business? Business? Don't be naive. The bitch means blackmail. Are you sure you won't reconsider my prior offer, Bink? I could arrange things so that your exile would be revoked. You could still be king. The time is right. And if you really prefer the innocent look, and and with a mind too. What? Go, go, jump in the gap. I don't know you, my dear, but it would be a shame to see you fed to a dragon. A dragon? That is the customary penalty for violating exile. When I notify the authorities and they put their magic spotters on you three and verify your status. You leave her alone! Now, if you could only persuade your friend to cooperate, you could escape that horrible fate. Those dragons really like to chew on pretty lips and be beautiful all the time. I can make you seem as lovely in your off phase as you are right now. You can? The deceptions of the sorceress are apt. Oh, yes. The truth is not in her, only illusion. A woman is as a woman seems if she looks lovely to the eye and feels lovely to the touch. She is lovely. That is all men care about. 
Don't listen to her. The sorceress just wants to use you. Correction. I want to use you, Bink. I bear no malice to your girlfriend. So long as you cooperate with me, I am not a jealous woman. All I want is power. No! No! Now you, magician Trent, I have not been watching you long, but you seem to be a man of your word, at least when it suits your convenience. I could make you a formidable queen. Or I can have the palace guards on the way kill you in five minutes. I would transform the guards. From longbow range? Perhaps. But I doubt you could be king after such an incident. The whole land of Xanth would be out to kill you. You might transform a great number, but when would you sleep? Hmm. Well, I might transform animals or people into my own likeness. It would then be very hard for the patriots to know who to kill. Wouldn't work. No imitation will fool a magic spotter once it fixes on its subject. Yes, it would be very difficult for me to prevail in such circumstance. Considering this, I believe I shall accept your offer, sorceress. There are some details to work out, of course. Oh, you can't! Seems quite reasonable to me, Bink. I desire to be king. Iris desires to be queen. There is no power to share that way. Perhaps we could define spheres of influence. It would be a marriage of pure convenience, but I have no present interest in any other kind of liaison. Well, now! Well, nothing! You're both traitors to Xanth! Uh, I won't permit it! You won't permit it?! Who do you think you are, you spellless twerp?! Ah, do not treat him lightly. Bink is a magician in his fashion. I am no magician! I am just loyal to Xanth! To the proper king. To the senile husband who exiled you? He can't even raise a dust devil anymore. He is sick now. He will soon be dead anyway. That is why the time to act is now. The throne must go to a magician. To a good magician, not to an evil transformer or a power-hungry, sluttish <gasps> mistress of illusion. You dare address me thus. Trent, change him into a stink bug and step on him. We operate under a truce. Truce? Nonsense! You don't need him anymore! Get rid of him! If I were to break my word to him, Iris, how could you trust my word to you? I thought your truce was only until you got out of the wilderness. The wilderness is not defined solely by the jungle. What? That truth would be worthless if I abridged its spirit thus suddenly. Bink and Chameleon and I will part company, and with luck we shall not meet again. No, I, I can't go away while you two plot to conquer Xanth. Now, Bink, I have never deceived you about my ultimate objective. We always knew our purposes were divergent. Our truce covered only our interpersonal relation during the period of mutual hazard, not our long-range plans. I have pledges to fulfill to my mundane army, to Castle Rugna, and now to the Sorceress Iris. I am sorry you disapprove, for I want your approval very much. But the conquest of Xanth is and always was my mission. Now I ask you to part for me with what grace you can muster, for I have high respect for your motive, even if though I feel the larger situation places you in air. Your respect means nothing to me. 
If you have no respect for the traditions and laws of Xanth... A most telling response, Bink. I do have respect for these things. Yet the system seems to have gone astray and must be corrected, lest disaster overtake us all. You talk of disaster from Mundania. I fear the disaster of the perversion of our culture. I must oppose you in whatever way I can. Hmm. I don't believe you can oppose me, Bink. Whatever your strong magic is, it has never manifested tangibly. The moment you acted against me, I should have to transform you. And I don't want to do that. You have to get within six feet. I could strike you down with a thrown rock. See? He's within range now, Trent. Zap him! You actually wish to fight me, Bink? Directly? Physically? I, I don't wish to. I, I have to. Then... The only honorable thing to do is to terminate our truce with a formal duel. I suggest we define the locale of combat and the terms. Do you wish a second? A second, a, a minute, an hour, whatever it takes. I mean another person to back you up. To see that the terms are on. Chameleon perhaps. I'm with Bink. Well, perhaps the concept of seconds is formed. Suppose we establish an aerial on the wilderness border. A mile deep into the forest and a mile across. One square mile approximately, or as far as a man may walk in 15 minutes. And it shall be until dark today. Neither of us shall leave this area until that time, and if the issue is undecided by then, we shall declare the contest null and separate in peace. Fair enough. To the death. To the death. Pre-recorded in a second floor guest room filled with tall ales and taller tales. Join a group of grown men intent on discussing the intricacies of fantasy and science fiction. Tim Gilbert Media presents... Don't just let me! I think about it right to the back of her Hello, all you fans of inappropriately inquisitive mermaids, magic snippers, and gap dragons. This is the Dungeons and Dweebs podcast, episode 32, A Spell for Chameleon, part two. I'm your host, Bob, and to get myself in a more fantasy genre mood, I tried watching The NeverEnding Story, but I just couldn't finish it. Ooh, well, <laughs> just like Bink, I've had women troubles of my own. I mean, a few weeks ago was Valentine's Day, so I said, Honey, let's do something wild and go make love on the hood of my Honda Civic. But she said she'd only be having sex on her own accord. <laughs> but I'm not alone. Across the table from me, someone broke into his house last night and stole his limbo stick. I mean, how low can you get? Oh, and to top it all off, a girl he was interested in invited him to her spinning class at the gym. Then stood him up. I hope he realizes they're just not going to work out. But don't worry, ladies. He is still one hot single man. I mean, whenever he gets undressed in the bathroom, even the shower gets turned on. It's Luke. Are you done? Ugh. <laughs> oh. You know, you know what that does to me. <laughs> oh, that was good. Oh. To my left, he's the overlord of the overalls. It's Clob. Nice. 
Good day, my lovelies. Winter continues to hold us hostage within her icy bosom. Mm. The snowbanks around Uncle Club's driveway are as high as an, as an invisible giant's knee. <laughs> it's amazing the things you see in the cold, though. It's so cold outside, I now have beavers in my basement. <laughs> Why, you may ask? They would, didn't want to live in the ice dams on my roof any longer. No, boo! <laughs> it's so cold, I met a girl in a bar last week. She tried to give me the cold shoulder, and it shattered. <laughs> It's so cold outside, I saw a Kender with his hands in his own pockets. <laughs> That's great. It's cold, it's cold enough outside to freeze the balls off a pool table. And I want to, and I want to tell you, as a public service announcement, I must warn all of our listeners, in colder climates, never, ever try to light a fire in your kayak. Because you can't have your kayak and heat it, too. <laughs> God. Oh, God. I get a kick out of that. <laughs> Across the table from me, his magical talent is that he warms up the ladies faster than a bowl of ghost pepper chili. His beard is so soft, you'll swear his Nana knitted it in place. Oh. The juggernaut to my saber tooth, the Solomon Grundy to my Ra's al Ghul. Paul. How are you on this chilly evening? Oh, I'm doing great. Do you want pants too? <laughs> I mean, why would I have those? No. That's that's a I know that's a reference. I know. <laughs> Solomon Grundy. Oh shoot, I can't even repeat it. I always forget Solomon it. Solomon Grundy won't pants too. There we go. Thank you. I can't <laughs> get the voice. All our Cartoon Network kids out there. Yeah, I can't get that voice down. Oh, it's good to be back again for Xanth Part Two. Yeah. Right. Part two. Yes, Part Two. I got nothing else though, Bob. What about you? <laughs> oh, but it's coming to me already. Yeah. It is. Uh, I truly I came in wholeheartedly, <laughs> standard Paul style, and did not come in with like a prepared uh, script. Oh no, yeah. And uh, I, I tried to go off of what Bob or what Clob did, but I just nothing came to me. So yeah. yeah. Well, it's okay. Hey, we're here again for Xanth Part Two, which has proven to be a fairly popular show. Yeah. Uh, they like Part One, so we're back to fun. enter the magical world of Xanth. One once again. Well, I tell you what, let's go with it. I have just tapped the beer tree over there. Oh, all nice. right. And so we got a little homebrew going this time around, so let's get to it. Mm. What, what trees did you cross to make that thing? Uh, that would be a pale tree and an <laughs> ale tree. <laughs> pale ale tree. Just go get the beer. <laughs> I was in a relationship with a woman with the blue dragon. She brought me up to her room. Boy, did she have good Where's my coin purse? Why don't you fellas follow me into my country? I'll show you all my glorious goods. What'll it be, boys? Tavern talk. All right. Well, we're gathered around the uh, tavern fire. Uh, you guys all have your uh, ales from the pale tree. I have my buds from the lime tree. He's, drink, he's drinking a BL. He's not. He didn't, BL grab, he didn't grab buds to smoke. <laughs> <laughs> not in Colorado. Let's just say that. That's why we have to say it. If we were in Colorado, we'd be fine. That's true. <laughs> but um, so this is uh, Tavern Talk, the portion of the show where we go around and for an allotted amount of time discuss things that are going on uh, with the with our nerd world, uh, with the show, answering some questions. We got feedback, we got messages, we got lots to go through. But Luke, how was your nerd week? Week, uh, last couple weeks or so. Uh, well, we started playing. Um, started playing. 
the YouTube videos that are dropping for our Stardew Valley series. Um, it's Stardew Valley. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. Me, Paul, a uh, new friend of the show, Norian. Uh, just get, been kicking it uh, twice a week now. Yep. Yeah. It's been coming nice. out. If you're looking for a little extra dose of D and Dweebs, uh, head over to head over there. Hit that subscribe button because it really helps us. Uh, <laughs> we got that going on. Uh, also, I got a little uh, little feedback from Twitter. Ooh, oh yeah, I, Twitter feedback, huh? Nice. Twitter back. What's the past tense of Twitter? Uh, <laughs> tweeted. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm yes. not sure. Okay. If that's what it is. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, I'm obviously using that app wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I'm using it right. <laughs> um, Twitter, everything's there. We did get a little bit from uh, Shannon on. I I posted your centaur picture over on oh, Twitter yeah, as well. Yeah. Uh, Shannon chimed in. Blowing with, up. Yeah. What What but. have you done? <laughs> uh, Shannon's still thinking two hearts on that one. Um, nice. I, I replied with uh, there there would have to be two or at least a massive one. Um, and then where you would put it, you put the heart in the stomach. Yep. Which my, my only I am, which I'm going to stand by this. No. No. <laughs> no, there's a heart in each chest cavity. No. The heart I'd ha- be okay with that. The organs have to be protected by the chest cavity. That's the... I don't care if they're a docile species. There's still stuff going after them. Uh, since this is a made-up thing, yeah. I am going to be like the curmudgeon <laughs> who weirdly plants a flag in nonsensical... Well, they're, uh, they're the just... heart is in the stomach uh, for a very good reason, Exa- at least with Xanthian centaurs, because evolutionarily speaking, as um, the three men who ca- originally came to Xanth and drank from the love pool and banged their horses <laughs> and, for, and created this is all true this is by canon. the way it is. this yeah, is yeah, all this true is canon. Uh, this is true this is canon in the Xanth universe um, so when they were first created uh, at first they were just a docile working class so there would be no selective pressure uh, evolutionarily uh, against having a heart in a position in the body which could kill you because there would be no predators necessarily in Xanth that it would matter besides, like, dragons, which who cares where your heart is. But dragons, griffins, uh, name your combo Other of centaurs. love streams. I'm going to say that the lungs had to take up all of the chest cavity because they're not going to move down because you wouldn't elongate the esophagus. So, of course, the lungs get larger, squeeze the heart downwards. All that happened is because centaurs have such beautiful rippling abs, it's because their sternum lowered and elongated into a large, flat, panel, it actually is protected by a, that, an that's, elongated that's, sternum That's my shield. only big deal is there would, have, there would have to be bones there. There is. There is a giant sternum bone. You could, just boop, you could just boop them in the belly button and they die. <laughs> why, can't, why not two of everything? Yeah, why not two, two sets of lungs, two sets of hearts, one it big ass be. pancreas? <laughs> it could be. I feel a liver should be really big on these. Yeah. Rectum, damn near killed it. <laughs> oh, uh, by the way, we cleared up the fact that horses are not ruminants. So uh, there would not be multiple stomachs. Some people have said, hey, should there be multiple stomachs? Oh, yes. yes. No, they horses not, only no, have one stomach. Yeah, only one stomach, not ruminants. So, nope, only one stomach. No, uh, so we'll do a couple redos on the old centaur body mm. and throw it out. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Like, literally, I was uh, late one night just throwing body parts into that picture. <laughs> going, and this is what it looks I'm like. I'm so glad you finished yes. with into that picture. Somebody, yeah. somebody take that out of context quick. It was just, it was just, I was just up late one night, and I was just, trying to make it. Bob's yeah. in the woods trying to make a centaur. <laughs> just throwing body parts. I got this horse over here. I got this body over here. Wait, I mean, uh... 
So yeah, there is a lot to talk about with uh, mm. the placement of organs within uh, the centaur. Apparently, apparently, <laughs> I like how. And then there's that one dude who's just like, "Is this still a thing?" Yeah, <laughs> there's like indignant, uh, like out there, like, uh, "Hey, by the way, it has been done in detail." Which, by the way, it has oh, been God, done really in worse. unbelievable detail. Which that's really funny. Um, but no, ours is definitely just for fun and and really just mm-hmm. stupidity. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. That, that aside, we had uh, Sage Murray from over at the uh, Cult of Veritatis podcast tweet at us. Hey, Sage. Oh, jeez. <laughs> It'll never uh, anyway, stop. No, out, out of nowhere, uh, <laughs> she comes in and says, Hi, hello, you guys. Uh, you guys should read the Illuminatus trilogy by Robert Shea and Robert Anton Wilson. Yes. Ooh. And I'm like, well, what's this all about? And let me just read you guys a snippet. You whetted my appetite oh. for this beforehand. He said Illuminati, and that was Illuminatus. probably enough for Illuminati. And then he is. said it's a book from the 70s, and oh. I was totally... Uh, first published in 1975. <laughs> uh, oh, mid-70s. Oh, my God. <laughs> the trilogy is a satirical postmodern science fiction-influenced adventure story, a drug, sex, and magic-laden trek through a number of conspiracy theories both historical and imaginary, related to the author's version of the Illuminati. But I'm going to settle this down, Bob. Bob this, uh-huh. is what, this is what goes on on a weekly basis on Bob's <laughs> <laughs> Is this just so- Yes. Yes, that yeah. is true. Yeah, say, All say while listening have- to my chick records. You just <laughs> <laughs> look it up. Sage, <laughs> so you, you have you've definitely uh, hit the nail on the head on something that we really like. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, um, I'm going to read these regardless. Yeah. I'm going to find out whether or not these are something we should do. Yeah, so, and I, I, just, I just told her, like, yeah, we're, we're sold. And what she said back was she's about 100 pages in, and it is wild. Oh, man. And I love conspiracy. I got a conspiracy theory coming up when it gets to me. So I... I'm going to make this be in the calendar somewhere. So, meh. <laughs> <laughs> we have to. That's uh, my... We're going down that dark hole, and I like it. Yeah. Conspiracy That's what I said theories. last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I'll explain it to you later. Okay. But that's been my... my uh, <laughs> nerd week. Uh, nerd couple of weeks. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, please. <laughs> Club. Hey, kids. Uh, you don't well, have to lead that way. I, I always <laughs> lead that way. Someone, once well, again, out of context, someone's just going to cut that. Hey, kids. Hey, kids. Hey, kids. Hey, kids. Just nice dream of videos. Hey, kids. Well, <laughs> welcome to TV Time with Club. Um, so I got been watching two series uh, since the last time we finished up. Uh, well, actually, three series. I finished up The Expanse, which absolutely loved. One of those where you get to the end of the third season, and I'm so disappointed that there's not a fourth, that it did just kind of die. Um, because they left it open to where it could have. You been could much jump more. over and read the books. I don't know how closely it follows the books. Uh the other two series I've been watching. The first one I have watched the first season of DC's Titans, which Whoa. is the te- the dark <laughs> de- the dark DC angsty <laughs> Titans. Luke is Boo. so scarred right now. He got he had all the puns, and then he hears this. Well, I, I just said why. No. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna get high-minded, and I'm carrying a BL lime. Because I <laughs> shut up. <laughs> because I am actually old enough to remember to remember when the to remember the old school late '70s t- Teen Titans comic books when they first came out. They, were, they weren't dark and angsty. No, they weren't dark and angsty. But I, I did really like the comic books. It's okay. It's one of those that you can put on and like look at your phone and still know what's going on. Mm. Right. Um, yeah. They do do a couple a couple interesting things. The kid, who, the guy who plays Robin, is actually pretty is actually really good. Um, he's he 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 tries to be a little bit too like Christian Bailey. 
mm-hmm. um, which I have issues with. Where but is he? It and it takes That's a while. What DC has going, for and it. I'm no, gotta I'm, go back to the Batman well. And I'm yeah. noticing this with a lot of different series that are coming out that are geared. I talked about Cloak and Dagger on previous podcasts. It just takes. I understand you're trying to be dark and brooding, but it takes so freaking long to get anywhere. Mm, right. So I mean, worth it on a whim if you're just there. They have. They do have some cool effects. Um, there is. Uh, they there is. They do actually follow kind of. The real Raven backstory. Is that a um, Netflix, Hulu, DC, DC? There's their own streaming. It, yeah, it's, wow. the, it's the flagship for the DC streaming. Hmm. Oof. Um, the other series that is now my new guilty pleasure: Winona Earp. What? <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> it is. It is. It, it, set in like isn't it the future? And she's hunting zombies. No, it's now. Uh, it's set in. It's set in now. Okay. Is it zombies or something? No, it's uh, it's set in now, and the kind of the backstory is that when Wyatt Earp retired from marshalling to move to Purgatory in the United, a town called Purgatory in the United States, he ended up interacting with some supernatural demons, mm. and he ended up shooting like seventy. What do you mean out. by interacting? He shot them. Oh. <laughs> he, he he became. You a, wanted him to bang them. Full of lead, or <laughs> yes, yes. He, and so now you're, you're, now this is now they've all come back, and evidently they all come back. Everyone that he killed with his famous peacemaker gun, which is now a supernatural peacemaker gun of that course. can send demons back to hell, only if an erp shoots it. Cool idea. So every generation, like I think it's seventy-seven of them reappear, and the next generation of erps have to fight them. And Winona is Wyatt Earp's great great grand, or is Wyatt, Wyatt or excuse me, Wyatt Earp's great great granddaughter. I know, I know why you like this club because um, th- she just stepped off a Patricia Briggs novel. Yes, she did. Yes, she, she did. did. <laughs> she did. Um, however, watching it, I kind of, I kind of looked at it. I'm like, I just want a new series, something I can kind of half watch while I'm playing with the dog. Doc Holliday, the character of Doc Holliday oh, emerges as an immortal. Mm-hmm. He made a deal with a witch, so it is actually Wyatt Earp's best friend, Doc Holliday, climbs out of a well because he's been trapped in a well since uh, since Wyatt Earp's time. Yeah. And, but he made a deal with a witch, so he's actually immortal unless he gets like shot or Does he say, killed. I'll be your Huckleberry? Uh, n- the dude who plays him <laughs> is a dude named Tim Rosen, uh-huh. and, or Tim Rosen probably. He is awesome. He is absolutely awesome. He is definitely channeling young Val Kilmer doing this. <laughs> But he is absolutely awesome in this part, walking around as o- Old West Val Kilmer in this modern-day, like, western town. That's pretty cool. Um, so, again, guilty pleasure. I'm, I'm almost done with the first season. There's three seasons. New season's coming out in 2019. I'd say check it out. Ch- it's a popcorn thing. Yeah. It's a popcorn thing, and Tim Rosin is absolutely great in it. Uh, Paul, what have you been up to? Tim, you rosin up your mm-hmm. acting chops and... I have no idea where you're going on play, that one, dude. Play Doc Holiday the... hard. <laughs> how many did, did you let... risen from a? How many did you let him have yeah. before a I got? Lot. How, many BL's? Bought... how many BLs? He bought BLs lime. BL limes did he have? He bought twelve. <laughs> I don't know how many he's had. <laughs> a fistful of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, in my nerd world, really hasn't been going much on other than uh, Stardew doing that. Stardew. Uh, and then I was I went on a little trip for a little while, so all I did was bring a book with me, and it's uh, the name of the wind. That's a pretty popular. Uh, well, you went to Costa Rica, can't we just bring Puerto Rico? Puerto Rico. Oh, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. I'm gonna edit that out because <laughs> I don't want to sound like a dumbass. I'm coming back. You in went again. to Costa Rica. <laughs> you went to Costa Rica. Right after dude. Let's go again. <laughs> 
I have to. I'm in control of this editing. <laughs> so you went to Puerto Rico, right? Oh, I did, and it was a blast. Uh, to get away from the frozen north for a week or so to uh, the you. wonderful warm weather, beautiful yeah, 75. Jealous, we're all jealous. I know, I feel <laughs> the same. No, it was, it was beautiful. Uh, but... Well, I was on the flight and things like that. I was reading uh, The Name of the Wind by uh, Patrick. Ooh, yes. Something that is on our short list to do. It, Probably third season. Because I, yeah, it was one of those I just kind of Googled uh, good fantasy books to read, and that was one of them. And it is, I'm enjoying it so far. Mm-hmm. It's, it's quoth? one of those. You like quoth? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't know. It's, I'm on, well, I guess it's a. It's a digital book, so I don't really know what page I'm on, but it's it's five hundred of ten thousand. Yeah, whatever. yeah, it's <laughs> <They're> digital. <laughs> it's a good book. I'd highly recommend it. So far, I wouldn't go so uh, you know I can't say I've read all of it yet, but I've I've got all three books digitally, and I'll probably run through them all periodically nice. and things yeah. like that. I do I but. do think Name of the Wind will probably appear. Most well, likely within I next guess, year or the year after. I guess I'll be ready. You're already in. <laughs> so yeah. so, nice. so well, it's it's all about the song from Pocahontas. Yes. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it periodically. Shows. I was, I was fighting singing the song, but <laughs> now that we're here, <laughs> sing it, Luke. No, sing us the song. No, no I'm not a performing monkey. <laughs> Just sing it when I want to sing it. <laughs> all right, Bob. What about you? I, I got you some comments. Well, I've got two things to talk about before we get to some feedback. But uh, number one, I started playing. I never usually have games to talk about, but this one I thought maybe some of our listeners who are in the right age group will like this one. I couldn't believe it, so I posted on to our Facebook page an Iron Maiden app game. What? what? Yes, <laughs> you have to play as Eddie. It's. Okay, I'm having way too much fun with this game, and uh, I don't know, so I'm not a person who plays a lot of games, so I can't get up here and be like, "Uh, it's very derivative of most other things I've played. It feels like the last video game that I played in any earnest was uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Um, We're talking the 90s stuff, right? And it feels kind of like that. On that one one multiplayer Star Wars game that we all played together. Yeah, it does, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's basically kind of turn-based where you show up and, you know, you all have your XP and you're, you're, you fight some demons and whatnot. But what's cool about it is you get to play as Eddie and all of the covers, right? Like, uh, all of the albums have levels, and um, it, it's it's really cool. Um, so, and plus the soundtrack, everything, the sound uh, the soundtrack is all Iron Maiden stuff. Nice. Um, it's kind of cool. I'm sure that people who are big into gaming or game a lot will have all kinds of gripes or quibbles with it. But um, I mean, it's a mobile game. That right there is the start of it. Yeah, yeah, but other exactly. Um, but it is—it's fun. It's fun for what it is. And if so, if you've ever wanted to play as Eddie and do some things, it's—it's it's well worth the time. And it's free to download. I don't know how for yeah, how long. It's no, it's your typical uh, free to play game. Um, they won't charge you anything, but eventually the game's timers will get so long that you're going to want to pay money. Yeah, now which is which is all. Yeah, already. Here's gone. my question. Iron, oh no, Iron Maiden. What what is that? Okay, never mind. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I was expecting a bigger get, reaction out of one of you two. <laughs> get out of my house. <laughs> it's the big sarcophagus looking thing. You stand up. It's got the pointy things on the inside. <laughs> you, you go with them. <laughs> I know my Iron Maiden. The second thing that I wanted to talk about is I have been flipping out. I mean, I'm the guy who's always coming up to you guys. I'm flipping out uh, because I'm I'm all weirded out. I'm I'm getting all wiggity weird because (laughs) (laughs) 
because uh, I'm remembering something back from my childhood that was sparked off by a podcast. We, I mean, I don't want to always turn this thing into the last podcast on the left a sounding yeah. board, but we uh, we do listen to that podcast, and they have been going through something which is pretty interesting, Skinwalker Ranch, which there's some books about and whatnot. Um, but as they were going through it, they had started talking about cattle mutilations, mm. which is not something uh, that I'd ever looked into. You know, I knew about it. I mean, yeah, cattle mutilations. Somebody, people say something about UFOs and cows and whatever. Who cares? But as I'm listening to this, I'm flashing back to my childhood. I grew up on a small hobby farm. Uh, at Max, we had 30 head of cattle. And I was, te- I was telling Luke about this. Um, I was about 12 or 13 years old. And um, we were moving the cattle from one pasture to the other one, and we couldn't find one of the bulls. And so we were looking for it, my dad and I, and we found it down by the river. <laughs> um, in a van? Under, <laughs> in a van, no. Um, <laughs> underneath a tree, and its entire rectum was completely blown out all the way through to its chest cavity. It looked like a six to eight inch circular hole ripped right through the thing. Um, but it was by a tree which had a split uh, in some of the bark running down it. So uh, my dad was like, well, my dad doesn't talk like that. But, <laughs> like, well, you're, you're, well, you're son of a boy. Fin- uh, Finnish dad. <laughs> yeah, I have an old Finnish dad. Oh. But it's like, actually, he's, ger- actually, he's, ger- actually <laughs> oh. he's German. Oh, okay. Um, oh, but it's well. like, uh, well, it was lightning. It must have, you know, lightning must have hit the tree, come down the tree, and just blasted the rectum out of this <laughs> cow. Which, I have, I thought the same thing, in fact, you know. How old were you? 12 to 13. This explains so much. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so anyway, um, you know, we take the head and with it its power, and, you know, I still have the skull to this day. Uh, <laughs> is it on, is it on the that's what country kids do. They're like, they're like uh, it's down the many tree trail. It's, it's down the many tree trail? Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's what... We co- take its head and with it its power. <laughs> It's a he's, Highlander reference. He's not wrong. <laughs> so, I mean, come on. When, I don't think anybody besides people who grew up like me would understand this, but when there's a large bull with hu- a huge span of horns, you're going to take the head and try to get a cool skull out of it. Right? No, so I, I can understand that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll we, give you we, that. I, I grew yeah. up not on the farm, but I grew up in, Hunting. in, in, the, in the country, and yep. we used to do that with deer carcasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, as we're losing listeners left and right. Uh, so, so, as we're muting. <laughs> so, so, cattle mutilation. And rectums. Uh, but anyway, so, I, my entire life, I've just been like, man, it was really weird when that cow got struck by lightning, and I've been scared of ever being close to a tree during a lightning storm. Until then, this, <laughs> this story came out, and they started talking about how cattle mutilations, it's super common for them to have their rectums bored out in a six to eight inch perfectly bloodless circle. I'm like, that's what we found, was a cow with a perfectly bored out eight inch rectum hole. Aliens. <laughs> Aliens. So all of a sudden I'm like, I'm like, I should have never jumped down this stupid alien (laughs) rabbit hole Uh, that I did a number of months ago because it's revealing things I don't want to (laughs) know. Now I I feel like there was some sort of alien autopsy of a cow. How do you know that you were not abducted? Maybe. Well, because I talked to Luke and Luke's like, lightning wouldn't bore out the rectum of a cow. (laughs) I'm going for the rectum number in this. (laughs) (laughs) It's at about 30. (laughs) So, um... Maybe you're maybe you're part alien. Maybe your dad's an alien, and that's why I he blew could, it. That's why he blew it off. 
He's like, oh yeah. Wait, we're what? Gonna, what we're are you talking about? Right now? <laughs> um, um, phrasing. <laughs> Phrase that again. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it's lightning. I swear, it was lightning. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. So that that's that's me. Bob uh, always said, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Yep. Now I'm not ignorant. <laughs> my my third eye is being opened up to the wiggity world. Welcome to the world, brother. <laughs> Oh man, you know, uh, I'll be needing I, the help of Sage out there pretty quick. I hear there's I hear there's a website where you can buy like some pseudo copper tubing that'll clear you right out. <laughs> yes, <laughs> open a vortex yeah. to the whatever eighth dimension. There's a monthly fee or something. Uh, yeah. I don't know. You get a cool shirt. So Sage, if you're still listening, what, what, what do you know about cattle mutilations? <laughs> Hey, but let's get to some feedback. Uh, Tripping us off into Xanth, we we had a I think a new listener show up from the from the Facebook page. If you guys are listening to this and aren't a fan, if you're looking for like a Facebook page that's pretty cool, um, that that is constantly talking about Xanth and has a lot of cool. Um, postings of puns and stuff like that. Come there's to ours. The, yeah, well, <laughs> come to ours. And there's like a lot of people that follow that other page. They should all be coming to ours too. Uh, we'll share. But um, it's a it's a Facebook page called uh, what is it? Mundanes who wish they lived in Xanth. Hmm. I think is what it's called. I like that. Oh, okay. I really yeah, like Mondays, that. Mundanes who wish they lived in Xanth. It's pretty cool. It is, Club, you would love it because it's it's just puns. Oh, I know. I've been there. Yeah, it's where <laughs> I got the gene pool one from, which is just hilarious. Oh, yeah, yeah you but, got it on your wall. And I have it on the wall in my classroom. <laughs> but anyway, um, Robin uh, sent us a, a message, which I think is just hilarious. She says, hi, hey, I just recently found your podcast. <laughs> what? Oh. Hi, Robin. There it is. <laughs> he's so yeah, ch- he's so He looks yeah. so dejected. Yeah. He was so sad. It was just like, oh, I wanted to do that. Okay, sorry. That's okay. Robin will talk to me. So Hi, Robin. She, she says, Hi, I just recently found your podcast because it came up in a Xanth fan group on Facebook, the one I just referenced. So I decided to give it a listen. I enjoyed it greatly and look forward to the next one. I wanted to share a little anecdote from this past summer. I just love this story. It's so funny. Yeah, this is a good one. <laughs> so I started reading Xanth way back when I was about 11 or 12, and I started with a spell for chameleon. I decided that since I now have an extensive Xanth collection and a 10-year-old girl and a 12-year-old boy that I really wanted to share the magic of Xanth with. Every summer, we read a book together, and I thought the first book would be a great jumping-off point. We started taking turns reading a few pages aloud each day at lunch. To be clear... It has been a long while since I've read the first book, so I forgot some of the pertinent parts. This is about where I started laughing. Yeah. Because you know where it's coming. Until we got to Cherry Centaur. Ah, Cherry. Uh, Hi, hi, Cherry. She's not real. I just I'm picturing her at the kitchen table. Reading, I know. Reading this. So like <laughs> they're all, all twelve or ten year old, and like, everybody can just see the facial expression. Oh of no! The everybody's eyes they're are like, just locked in the book, and they're not looking up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she's trying to stumble around the, like some of the parts. Oh and no! It's I, I saw sense. this from like one of her kids' point of view. Like they're the ones stuck reading this. Like oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> like reading. <laughs> Mom, okay. I don't want any more. <laughs> I managed to make it through the whole ride on Cherry's <laughs> Wow. That is, that is strong right there. Rob, Robin, Robin, you're very good at um, painting a picture. Yes. 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 Congratulations on making it through the whole ride, Robin. <laughs> but, 
But Pink sliding, putting his hands in inappropriate places, I even managed to turn it into an open and frank discussion about consensual touch. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to take Bob's moment of a breakdown here to, to say good for you, Rob. I was going to say, way to turn, wow, that is, that's, way to turn that's an parenting. awkward situation into like a, a good parent. I yeah. just, I really <laughs> wish that I could have heard how, how big touching a sense <laughs> Turned into a talk about consensual. Don't in, don't intentionally uh, touch a girl when she doesn't want you to, or she'll drop you in a uh, ravine. You know, what? <laughs> unless it's to save yourself from falling in a ravine. Yeah, then it's you fine. Ask. Yeah, you ask first. <laughs> At this point, I start to remember other parts of this book. We managed to make it all the way up to Iris and the Isle of Illusion when it suddenly dawned on Ooh. me that as a mother of two pubescent. Pre-teens, I could not, absolutely could not, continue reading this book out loud with them. Suddenly, the summer just... Just just go in your room, kids, and read it to yourself. No, I love this, because I have done this before. Suddenly, the summer just became too busy, and the book was just too long. (laughs) Too wordy for us to properly invest the time into it. Honestly, I just didn't want to deal with the whole love spring unicorn sex thing. No Uh, one blames you. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Um, I can discuss a lot of things with my kids, but I'm just not ready to deal with bestiality. <laughs> this is amazing, Robin. Yes. Robin, Robin I, I have to tell you, I remember reading this at like 12, 13 that I had gotten from the library. Yep. And like oh, I talked yeah, about, we, we like, joked about this on the other like, show. Like yeah. I talked about on the other show, and I remember reading this like sitting next to my mother in the back seat of a vehicle going, with, like, 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 like I'm trying to hide, like I'm trying to hide the words, but I need to keep reading. <laughs> yeah, yes, I remember doing things I remember, like that. I, I remember being at times being slightly confused and just kind of rolling with it. It's, it's kind of, kind of like you're you're texting a girl when you're with another girl and you're tilting your phone away. Yes, <laughs> not that I would ever do that. Oh no, no. me either. No. She says, last month, my girl, a precocious reader, decided to pick it up and start reading it. After a day or so, she put it back on the shelf and said, maybe when I'm a little older. <laughs> I haven't wow. wanted to you ask why she didn't up. finish it. Wow. You have, you have, a, you have a, a very mature daughter. She, <laughs> yeah. says total, she says total parenting fail. No way, no, Robin. No, there's no, no parenting success. Yeah. Success, Robin. Yeah. Success. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. And you, do, you do paint such a, I can just see the little girl like putting away, like, what are you doing, sweetie? Like, no. Maybe when I'm older. <laughs> <laughs> not, no, not gonna do it. You know, and, and Robin, I'm gonna give you the other end of this. I was the first one to see that message. Yes. And we we all worked you together. Did a little back and forth. Yeah. yeah, we we all worked together and we all eat lunch together. And I just I was just locked in my phone <laughs> for a while, and, and then you know, everybody's kind of like, "Well, Luke, why are you?" We're talking here, and I just start laughing as I'm getting to all these parts about you guys. Like we have the best message in our inbox oh, right now. That was that was fantastic, Robin. Really yeah, good. Yes, really thank good. you so much, and thank you for letting us share it. Yeah, that yeah, thank awesome. you, and thank you for listening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell all your well, friends. Tell all your friends. <laughs> Welcome um, to hell. Um, <laughs> wait, what? Hold on a sec. Tell all your friends because we have no problem talking about bestiality in an adult conversation. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. By the way, if you're listening to this in a car or something, don't listen to it with your ten and twelve year old. Yeah. I think this is one of our episodes that uh, has that explicit if, tag. If the, if the kids, I didn't. I forgot to put it on the last one. I, the kids, I don't think. I don't think, I don't think it, it needed it. it. I mean, if okay. the kids are in the back seat, you may want them have them put the earmuffs on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I'm trying to see if we had any any more uh, stuff th- that's mentionable, and yeah. I'm not necessarily... Oh, uh, Glenn said, any plans to tackle Shannara? In all reality, <laughs> we had Shannara on oh, our reading yep. list year one, and we got a little balled up with things. Uh, doing the podcast for the first time around, we didn't know how long you know, it would take to juggle real life and reading books and yeah. and so we had to actually throw eject some books off that list and Shannara hit the yeah, cutting room floor. Shannara came around about the time that like the honeymoon phase of the the podcast had worn off and real life was just hitting us yeah. in the nuts. Yeah. And things <laughs> do I I mean not to like belabor the whining but like January, February, March for us is really a cram yeah. time in our professional lives. It's really hard to squeeze these in. Yeah. I have to bring this up here too. Uh, Glenn, when you wrote this, at first I read this and I only scanned through the Dungeons and, Dwe- Dre- or Dungeons and Dweebs Facebook page every now yeah. and then. I'm not really on there all the time. And I scanned through this and I, any plans to tackle Shannon? What, prob- what problem did you have with the Halloween show? <laughs> what did we say on the Halloween show that we're going to tackle Whoa. Shannon? Yeah, that is good uh, to let everybody know. If you come to our Facebook page, you're pretty much just going to be tag teamed by me and Luke. Yikes. <laughs> And hey, and if you want looking for a more solo experience, come over to Twitter. It's just me. <laughs> uh, and I do, want, I do want to say thank you. If you uh, fancy writing a letter, uh, <laughs> it's Dungeons and Dweebs, P.O. Box, yeah, six six six, and that's in Mundania. Did you know that if you walk into a massage parlor, you know that you can get extra if they're a little extra what, if there's a what, doorbell what, what? on the what, door? What I you, just learned this. What are you talking about? Why? Where did that come from? <laughs> the podcast I was listening to on the way here. <laughs> so that's how you learn. It's yeah. you just go to the I felt like belt. you were offering a little bit something extra. Actually, I was <laughs> going to hide the conversation. Actually, Bob, Bob's right, and I'll tell you the truth. I found... <laughs> Where are my, you? <laughs> no, 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 not the massage parlor, but I have found that you do get a little extra if you ring the doorbell correctly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's okay. Luke, 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 I'll explain to you what the doorbell is later. <laughs> no, no, I... I get I get it. Bob's the commander. I, I just can't believe that this is <laughs> He's happening. He's a commander. I just can't believe this is happening. Uh, so what I was going to say, uh, <laughs> thanks to everybody who's been <laughs> leaving YouTube comments. I don't have any of your comments that up right now that I can read, but I just I, I know there's a couple of you that have been uh, loyally... Uh, leaving comments. Right. Brandon, shout out Brandon. You're always there for it. Oh, yeah. th- this is my last time to throw it out since this is the last time we'll be in Xanth for who knows when. Um, yeah. But, uh, but hey, that the Franklin Mint collection, if you guys Oh, these ever, are so cool. They, they are all the metal figures. Uh, they, mm. they, uh, Franklin Mint in 1989-90 did all the metal, did a lot of figures from Xanth as metal figurines. They're super awesome. So uh, uh, if you have the extra cash and you're a big fan... Um, when this came out, I'm sure it was two hundred, three hundred dollars. You know, Franklin Mint was just a racket where it would be like, "Hey, uh, <laughs> it's like uh, twenty-four karat gold. We'll send you one piece a month for twenty-nine ninety-five. We, got, we or, got a special quarter where George Washington has a cigarette in his mouth. Yeah, and six hundred dollars. In all honesty, they're not worth the price tag that you probably paid back then. I mean, I got this for under fifty bucks on eBay. Uh, these are so, so these are they're such super cool, cool figurines. Yep, they're on Good like uh, you have a lot of them. 20 of them Jeez. and they're on like a mirrored display mm-hmm. and stuff with uh, with Castle Rugna or whatever I think it's Rugna in the back it's pretty sweet uh, it's well worth under 50 bucks if you're mm-hmm. a collector and I'm going to take them at their word it's 24 karat gold 
Plated. <laughs> plated. Uh, Electroplated yeah. as thin yeah. as possible. Yeah. <laughs> one layer of atoms. There's so, something, that, something that most people don't have to, re- have to realize is 24 karat gold is absolutely useless yeah. if it was solid because 24 karat gold is pure gold, which is so soft you could malleable it with your fingers. <laughs> but just like how these figures are, some, uh, they're swords. So, right? so they're, pu- I, they're pewter and then they're plated. But go over to our Facebook page and check them out if you want to see them, what they look like. They are very cool. Yeah, they're, they are they're super cool. cool. Yeah. Um, they're actually something that I would like to use as like minis in a Dungeons and Dragons game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, there is a Xanth board game. You could use them for that. I think. Oh, I'm did you try find to, one? I found one. I think I'm gonna like try purchase it. And maybe we can when we start doing the YouTube stuff and yeah. we start reviewing some games. Maybe okay. uh, we could do that one. Oh, yeah. I just think, is it in a, is it one of those adult games? <laughs> like, I know. Like I if you don't. land on the love spring, do you have to like kiss the person next to you? I don't know. Just, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> map of, it's a big map of Florida. I don't know what you do. I don't know. It actually looks boring. <laughs> but, uh. So if anybody's played the game, let us know if it's worth it, please. Yeah. But all right. All right. Well, um, let's actually talk about the book. Yes, let's yes, actually yeah, talk yes, about the book. Uh, I do have a second, I do have a whiskey tree back there as well. <laughs> Man, um, you have become quite the gardener. Um, since I got a green thumb, yeah. takes after Iris. Yeah, apparently. Uh, no, it's not illusion. No, yeah, no, Iris. I'm sorry, not Iris, but they're. Their daughter from the third book. I can't remember. Yeah, Bob her name. kept going in the book. I, I, yeah, yes. I'm up to book five now. I don't remember. I, I, I remember <laughs> who you're talking about. However, uh, everything I grow has to do with alcohol. So <laughs> I tried. And that's what I appreciate about you. <laughs> I, I tried some other types of green plants, and they just wouldn't take under. They just wouldn't take under the grow lights in my basement. <laughs> so if anybody from Two where I live is references, that, we said rectum about thirty five. <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody's listen, coming out. If anybody from where I am from is actually listening to this, it's okay. The grow lights in my basement, I swear, are for the alcohol trees. Wow. <laughs> we got this. Ooh, <laughs> tiny it's, a, it's a DeLorean, isn't it? Scales were always in my favor. I might have driven a DeLorean here. Hi. Pull up a chair, friend. <laughs> so we're back. For Piers Anthony's A Spell for Chameleon. Who's Chameleon? Boy, we don't know. No. We're going to find out. Ooh, I'm so in excited. In part two of the first book of the Xanth Chronicles. I don't know what is this. When you have 42 books, what are you at this point? You know, why don't, why don't you guys take off on that? I'm going to hit up Google. I'm, I will, You're a religious. As it says in chapter six, Trent, entry nine. <laughs> chapter eight. Book one. Chapter book, eight. Cha- book one, chapter eight. eight. The, Trent. The book of Trent. The book of Trent. <laughs> the gospel, according the, to the Trent. The gospel, according to Trent. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so last we left our hero, Old Bink, uh, he was going to, he passed through the wall that separates Xanth from Mundania, and here he enters Mundania, and he will confront uh, the evil magician, Trent. <laughs> so, uh, he gathers his courage and sets out into Mundania, and he's, uh, he, he's taken to Trent. Um, where he has to explain why he was banished. Did you guys? How did you envision Trent? Because I I never knew what time period we're going into. But they he 
I am I wrong? He's in seventies military fatigue. I was gonna say because yeah. they referenced the sunglasses on the guys. So I'm like, this guy is like in seven. He's a he's, oh, he's modern. Well, yeah, they reference yeah. guns and bullets. and yeah. everything else, and uh, they, he references an atomic bomb. At yeah, one which point. is hilarious. Kind of. Well, oh, yeah. well, well, you shouldn't really say that they they reference it, but it's veiled. It's veiled references I know, to the okay. atomic bomb. Yeah. Okay. I knew they referenced bombing and things like that. I right. just didn't know quite how far they went. But it's kind of I don't really know how to take all this because it's like he's some sort of general, but at the same time it must be some sort of paramilitary thing going on because obviously well, no government knows about this. Yeah, it's he's it seemed, gathering an army. It seemed like he gathered an army of just guys saying, Hey, you guys wanna like go take a place and have awesome land and like but it's the, people? it's the seventies too, you gotta remember. This he he's an ex this is an extremist group living in the wilderness off the grid. Yeah. You know, in the in <laughs> That's the, true. In the, in the that 70s. Is true. Yeah, you're right. You're they, right. It treads their little cult leader. Ooh. And, yeah, that, that's exactly what this <laughs> okay. is. This, this okay. is the paramilitary group. I've, I've white Knight, White Knight, White Knight. I've got it. Okay, okay. a 42-part book series would be a tetra, tetra-conta diology. <laughs> tetra-contra... Conta. Conta. Diology. Tetra-conta diology. Okay, uh, yes, then. the Greek prefix tetra-conta means 40, di means two. So, Ology for books. We are, we are in book one. Of the Tetraconta Diology. <laughs> what? That is amazing. That makes yeah. my heart sink. That is amazing. Okay. So, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Back to Trent. Back to Trent. Trent uh, actually comes off almost immediately as being fairly nice. Right, he's yeah. he's offering he's a charismatic leader. Yeah, yeah he's, he's offering leader. him a chance to return. Right, uh, but all that he needs to do is get the location of the Shield Stone. Yeah, Ooh. tell us what you know. Yeah, tell us about in a, nicer, in a way nicer voice. It's just kind of yeah. like, hey, you know, I'm here for you. I do I'm think here to help. I tell think us. Pierce Anthony does a really nice job in some ways of availing uh, whether or not. Uh, Trent is evil or not. I I knew fairly early on that Trent is not evil. Um, What's up? It's your boy. Yeah, Trent. yeah. That he was misunderstood, especially because it's so heavy-handed. The evil magician, evil magician, mm, and then yeah. kind of nothing he does is evil and and whatnot. But he plays around with it for a little bit in these first few chapters, and I kind of liked it. I mean, he plays around with it, and you see it too, where he Trent talks a lot about being misunderstood and things like that, and he's like, "I've never killed anybody technically, unless I had to kill them. Right. I turned them into something else." So it was one of those where I thought he was evil until I heard him talk. Right. And it was well, like, eh, all right, he could be okay. Well, and this is a great this is a great setup here too for what we continue to learn later is history is written by the winners. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. Trent, Trent Trent lost Trent lost his political aspirations here to be the king, right? And and so in in doing that, he got set up as the, he's the bad guy. He's right. the evil man. Because, well, he lost. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's much easier to get your country, to get your people underneath mm-hmm. you if you have some someone common that you can tell them to hate. Right. And we're given very early on, fairly early on, a kind of a sad story about Trent. His, he had a muggle wife and kids, right? Or kid yep. Yep. who was killed. You know? Yeah, they died of... Didn't they die of a disease or were they murdered? So, I, don't, I thought they were murdered. I don't they, remember. They died, they, died, he, they died of disease. Yeah. And right. I will say, because of that, I put it in a much later time period, or a much earlier time period. How do you, how would you say it? Where it, like I don't quite know 
Yeah. Quite. I didn't think 70s. Things, I thought things more seem very like, fluid here. Yeah. Um, there, there will be a, uh, I, I think it's book four that they do go literally to modern day 80s, like oh, 1980 okay. uh, America, and they have kind of all the hijinks. It's pretty much the Star Trek four <laughs> of the Xanth world. Well, and um, see, and see I, went, I went, I just went with cancer. Oh, okay. Yeah. I went, yeah. With, I went oh. with like cancer or. Magic cancer. Well, not non-magic cancer because if you had magic, you wouldn't get cancer. Yeah, that, yeah. Oh. So he's he's lived the mundane life. Yeah, he's lived the mundane life, and he just yeah. wants to get back to this escapism fantasy world. Well, not even not even so much the escapism of it. It's just he had what he had in the mundane world. He doesn't have anything left in the mundane world. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. he wants to go back. He has. He wants to go back to the one place that he gave him those good feelings that he had with his wife and his kid. Mm. Right. So he's got this army that he's going to invade Xanth with. Uh, but you were right. Total Cold War illusions going on here with Trent has this counter magic that he wants to lob over the wall. I even feel the wall is in some ways indicative of the of the Iron Curtain, perhaps. Oh, yes. Or even, yeah. you know, the wall in Germany. Um, the wall we should build around Florida. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wait, to just get rid of Florida? Are we just, are we just doing that? Are we just getting... Going to build a wall? Yeah, have the Xanthians pay for it. Well, and <laughs> and uh, what what really I think tips off very early on that this is a much more progressive and good character. Trent discusses how if he were the leader of Xanth, he would allow travel between the two, mm-hmm. yeah. Xanth and Mundania. He would he would he would tear down that wall. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down Mr. this Trent. wall. <laughs> so well, and he's got a very and later on when he goes into the actual science of why the wall needs to come down while they're tra- way later when they're traveling, right. it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. You can't have that small population and continue to thrive. You have to move on. Right. But uh we've got Bink holding out strong here. He is not going to tell where the shield stone is. And then uh, as the chapter ends, we have another exile arriving from Xanth. And it is the ugly, shapeless, disgusting-looking uh, Franchin. But she's Franchin. she's very smart. She's ready to tell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that Franchin tells all. Oh, yeah, because screw that place. <laughs> right? Um, so Bink ends up in a pit with Franchin. Um, chapter nine. Yeah, right. Chapter nine. Transformer. Transformers. Robots <laughs> in disguise. Roll out. <laughs> um, so anyway, she tells him that uh, she has told Trent that the shield is located beneath the king's throne, which is an inaccurate location. So yeah, you were saying she's very smart. Yeah, but well, I love the kind you of you can be smart and have bad information. That's a thing. I love the tit for tat that we end up having here, where it's like, is she manipulating Bink? Is she manipulating Trent? Bink doesn't know if he can trust her. Right? Yeah, There's you, a lot of this back and forth that's going on. Well, I love this. I love all this stuff in the pit here too. I love this pit mm-hmm. where. Um, he's just pit. like he just pit. Pit. and and poor Bank is just like why couldn't I be trapped in the mud pit with the with the pretty girl <laughs> yeah I know yeah. and Fenshin um Fenshin asks for you know why well, I need some privacy to use I need some privacy to use the chamber pot down here I need a curtain and yeah. Bank's like I'm not looking lady yeah yeah don't worry. you squat in the corner all you want yeah. I agree, but this is a brilliant plan of hers, right? Where oh, yeah. she she wants to act like she wants decency, so she wants to build this wall. But she 
She okay, so this is where things get a little sketchy and weird. So yeah. they, she makes bricks out of mud, right? Puts them in the sunlight. They get hardened, and then she builds a wall out of them, and Build then they can wall. get up to the top of the grate and get out. Yeah, it, right. This obviously was not a deep pit. <laughs> yeah, this is not a very deep uh, plot contrivance no, either. No. But it's it's <laughs> it, okay. It, it threw two characters the, together. And the pit's mm. as deep as the plot contrivance. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, she does admit that she knows Winnie and Dee, uh, the other two uh, women who he has encountered. Right, so we're getting some little hints here. Um, yeah, but Trent does this weird thing, turns him into a basilisk and a cockatrice. Which are the same thing, actually. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't either. I didn't know I didn't either until I was reading through it and was like, oh, okay, then they can't. You had to look one up? Because I knew what a basilisk was. No, it was when they... I never looked up It was when they talked about how they can't look at each other. When they, when they turn, don't look at, don't look at each other because you'll turn each other into stone. So I was like, oh... Oh, that makes sense. I it's have not done my due diligence to look up cockatrice. Yeah, it's essentially like turning you into a deer and turning the other person into a mule deer. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I do like... I, I don't think... Maybe in, in the Xanthian world, that may be true. What is it in the D&D world? Uh, no, oh. the, that's in uh, MTG. There's been oh, Magic the Gathering? Cock cockatrices on cards. But nothing they do in Magic the Gathering. <laughs> I mean, we've had two-headed Cerebus. That's on three heads. <laughs> When did you share the same stomach? <laughs> it says here that one starves the other one to keep it motivated. <laughs> Stupid loophole in a card. <laughs> here I am in my car again. Right time for another drive, drive to, to work. work. <laughs> That's not That's something anyone's going to get. <laughs> if you do get it, why don't you let us know? Let us know if you know what we just did. Okay, so he transfers. Because oh, we, we find out that magic from Xanth doesn't end at the shield. It kind right. of peters out. Yeah. Yes, yes. For the shield to work, it has to be in magic. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, right. So it's so. got to be surrounded by magic. Yeah. And so they get... And Bink kill or she kills a dude. No, Bink. Bink yeah, Bink, yeah, Bink, 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 Bink kills kill a dude. Yeah, he apparently don't lose your don't lose your goggles, guys. It, it sucks. You'll die. Right. It's not good. So they steal away to a ship, right? And yep. here on the ship is where they're going to kind of go on the water. There's a bunch of hijinks that ensue on the water that I find actually kind of mundane. I, I didn't really care anything about. Wasn't there like a talking dog or something on this ship? And yeah. there, I don't know what all is going on in the ship. And then they they end up jumping off, and Trent jumps after. Them and they're wrestling around and somehow and I don't really get because if there's one thing I'm going to fault slightly Piers Anthony about and he actually gets way worse in some of the later books uh, but not all of them but sometimes he'll really over explain through characters voices what's mm. going on like kind of like magical exposition magical exposition about things and I actually sometimes tune out and then I kind of come back around when something's going yeah. on well and we're in chapter 10 here the, the uh, chase they they end up fighting and they end up going underneath the ship Shield, right. Which did they really go underneath the shield, or just because things were in close proximity? Did that end up? Bink, let's talk about it. Yeah, Bink, yeah. Bink, Bink has a pro has has a his special power yeah. is what we we've talked about it a little yeah. bit yeah. already. Where yeah, is he can't be hurt by magic, right? So could he have always walked through the shield? 
He he did. He did. Yeah. There was there was that there was a little there's that slight drop when he walk when he's walking through the when he jumps through the shield because he doesn't know what time the shield closes. Yeah. Yeah, he feels a bu- he feels a quick buzz. He's like, Oh, this must be the shield. Ooh, yeah, as he, 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 as he jumps through. He should have died. I completely missed yeah, that. I missed that. Yeah, he should have died. He should have died because he didn't go through the shield at the correct time. Oh, it was did did the top warble at the end of Inception. <laughs> uh, that, that blew my mind. Okay, he literally, he literally could just walk back and forth all he wants. Okay, yeah, yeah and I mean, as long as as long as somebody is crossing with him, they'll be protected. Because he and he yeah. was touching both of them. He yep, was yes. touching both mm-hmm. Mansion and and Trent. So that's yeah, why they got yeah. through. Now it, it, all of that. Yeah, makes. it lets both of them through so that it it doesn't tip off anybody that is just Bink. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. tip mm-hmm. specifically Bink off. It doesn't want yeah. Bink to know really mm-hmm. what his power is. Yeah. Um, so they they get caught in this whirlpool, go through to chapter eleven, right? Wilderness. Um, Bink wakes. He finds himself in a Kraken's cave in Xanth with Fanchon and Trent. Passing through the shield should have killed them, as they had no magical protection, which we just talked about. I shouldn't just read off my notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Bink learns that he that Trent has saved his life by pumping the water out of his lungs. So again, Trent continuously being yeah shown as being the good guy. Well, and this is a mundane thing. Mm-hmm. Because oh, yeah. the, this is this is the this is Trent living in the mundane world where they didn't have no med, CPR, they, no CPR, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, oh, so he. He performs CPR. He performs CPR. We find out that in Xanth, you're kind of a wuss. Like, well, yeah, because you've never had to do anything. That's you, why, like, Trent is like, this is why I would open things up between Mundania and Xanth is because you guys need to go into a real world. You really are. It's, it's that standard, you know. Yeah, we can help somebody all we want, if, but if they don't fail, somewhat. You're not helping them at all. You're just making their life right. In in some ways, I feel like, and this is not the analogy. I don't think at all that that Pierce is going for. But I do feel that in some ways, you could read into this. This would be a book being read by a twelve to thirteen year old right at the time when they are moving from the innocence and magic oh, of, course. of, of yeah. childhood of course. into the mundane world, right? Mm-hmm. And so this would offer them that bridge. You know, obviously not for all ten and a twelve year olds. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, and we have, and, and then we get this. We get these pictures of Trent, and Trent is a very attractive older gentleman. And he's just stark naked. Yeah. And he's stark naked with his sword <laughs> oh, dangling all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, again, I just, you know, it's that, you know, Ricardo Montalban, maybe Sam Elliott yes, a little bit. Yes, just yes. standing, Just standing there naked with the sword belt. I would like to see this done as a movie where it's just weirdly hid all the time behind some sort of fraud. <laughs> some sort of, just, some sort of plan. Just Austin Powers at the yeah, end. All the whole time. time. Yep. Oh, Austin Powers, that's a good... good that's yeah, a, really good, yeah. Good show, good well, show. and there's the Kraken, and so we got... There's a Kraken in here, so we yes. got to figure out how to get by the Kraken. Um... Bank and F- and Fanchon are constantly referring, or constantly refer to him by title. They do <laughs> yes. constantly refer to him as the evil magician. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Is and it almost becomes lame in a funny way of like they're just trying to reinforce you are evil. Like in our mind, you are evil. You must be evil. And he just takes it in stride. He yeah, just doesn't yeah. care. I almost feel like he's almost winkingly doing it. Like, yes, I am the evil magician. Almost like fatherly. Like, you will come to understand who I really am. Could you do this in the? Could you do this in the seventies with Alec Guinness? <laughs> just, well, you may perceive that I'm evil from a certain point of view. <laughs> <laughs> but would he be naked? Like naked Obi-Wan Kenobi? <laughs> Have you seen Bring Over the R- Bridge Over the River Kwai? Yeah, I love Bridge Over the River Kwai. 
Oh. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm still stuck on naked uh, Obi Wan. Yeah. <laughs> Like like Alec yeah. Alec, Alec McGinnis yeah 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 dude dude, dude um, it dude. would yeah, it would lend a whole different idea to this when, is the, when Uncle Owen is like that, that he's just a crazy old magician <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't go out to the do, out there do with not him. go out to his house uh, do not go out there the scream in the yeah, desert yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. right where my brain was yeah. right, right, right. he just comes <laughs> God, there's a reason the sand people are running well, away. Well, this, no. this is also the point where Big gets his Big gets his uh, sausage and taters played with by some uh, mermaids. I, oh yeah, this scene is pretty great. Uh, I just kind of love this. Um, Piers does have a way of constantly talking about the buoyancy of breath. Yes, no matter what, uh, all these characters in this this universe have buoyant buoyant breasts. He likes big breasts. Yeah, and he cannot lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is also true. Um, so, but yeah, <laughs> so we, we meet the mermaids, and the mermaids come around, and they're all like, ooh, they have legs. And so they start swimming around looking at their legs. Like, ooh, and he has three. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, which, okay, which means he's kind of getting the old tongue tug, right? <laughs> yes. Like, they're giving. <laughs> yes. They're exploring. I mean, they, yes. Yes. Like he's, getting, I, he's getting a, he's getting a mer handy. He's, yeah. getting a mer handy. <laughs> he's getting a mer handy. He is. Yes. yes. It's it's weird, <laughs> but again, think of. Think but of he if, enjoys it. If you grew up in that culture, if you grew up in, the, in a cave of half fish people, and you all of a sudden saw somebody who had a similar upper torso to yours and had a different lower torso to yours, yeah. you'd want to explore as well. Oh yeah, yeah. You're just yeah. living next to Uncle Kraken. <laughs> It's just awful. Ooh. I don't know why you love me. I don't know why. <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> you say goodbye. I'll let no. Okay. Okay. Um, and then the boy. Your veins. And I love how the I love fish in the sea. Yes. Yes, I love. I, oh my god, Uncle Cracker was reading Xanth. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know how his career is doing. He could maybe look at doing that. Yeah, <laughs> Uncle Cracker. Did you, reads okay, on, on that album, did you listen to any of the other songs? No, nope. there's, there's no. a very explicit rap song on that album. Really? Yeah, it was. Um, I and I only know this. My mom owned that CD, and it was. She had. Played that one song, yeah, and then left me and my sister in the car while she ran in to grab something from somewhere, <laughs> and it just kind of happened to play that. <laughs> we're just, we're, we're, <laughs> I, I, I was maybe ten. My sister's two years younger than me. We're just like, uh. <laughs> she comes back in the car like, "What are you guys listening to?" We're like, "We don't know." I, <laughs> Uncle Cracker. I, 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 I actually I love it when they do that on albums. Just to go on a little side. <laughs> you remember Buck Cherry? Yeah. Yes, no. Buck Cherry had this beautiful, sweet song called "Sorry." Yeah, and the yeah. next song in yeah. the album is "Crazy Bitch." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't like I, that you have to preface it. But do you remember Buck Cherry? I, I have yeah, seen like it was a long ago. time ago. I have seen Buck Cherry live twice. <laughs> um, uh, but I I do like here how you always get the uh, uh, how he Anthony does bring in some. Uh, Good old mundane factors to the magical world of Xanth. Yes, because the girls are swimming around, looking around at the new guy and these new things that are there. The mermen show up; and they're just <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. Hey, quit looking at our women. 
Kick his sea bass. <laughs> yeah, which I don't even know how that'd work. I mean, I don't really, but we won't get into that. I know. Let's not get into yeah, the... Uh... We already have our centaur debate. Let's not get into that debate. <laughs> how we traditionally picture mermaids versus reverse mermaids, and which do you... Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> would anything even be possible? I don't even know. Uh, yes, but I don't want to say it. <laughs> she just lays the eggs, and then you get it. No, um... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm talking purely for Well, record. I think they've... Purely for record. They've slightly broached this subject in the shape of water, but that whole movie was uncomfortable for me. <laughs> so I don't yeah. said eggs or protoplasm. It kind of looks like eggs. Is that, is that protoplasm, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> so uh, the guys come out, they chase the guy, the, the mermen chase them away. Yeah. So... As their adventure continues... Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a little... Chapter 12. Yeah, uh, Trent and Bink uh, and Fanchon face all the tritons and sea serpents and carnivorous grass. There's a cool fight. Harpies, monsters... Carnivorous oh, grass I, is cool. I like this. I li- it kind of shows the wild side. Of, I actually of really liked hey, this baby. little bit of a sidebar almost. It felt like here we're going through the wilds of Xanth yeah. and all of the kind of the flora and the fauna that you're going yeah. to They get out of the cave, Bink runs up the shore, passes out, and then all of a sudden get, yeah. we get this it's grass. Really I was going to say, this is the part with the grass, This is right? the part with the grass. I love this grass yep. uh, that grow, slowly grows into you and kind of holds you down and becomes one with your body. It, 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 takes, yeah, it takes a while to kill you because you have to kind of, it has to hold you for a little while yep. and everything. Thing like that. It's not like a, a vine that'll just grab you and strangle you. It's I had a, a girlfriend like that. <laughs> that grabbed you and strangled you? No, no, she, she didn't kill you right away. Slowly. Hey, then we all, I married that. <laughs> anyway. I was waiting for that. Oh, no. I was waiting for that. So, chapter 12, Chameleon, uh, they're all enjoying ooh, ooh. this. That's the name of the book. Chameleon! What? No, it's not. I feel like we're going to be revealed something here, right? Well, and we get, yeah, and we go through here and we're in. We're we're now in Xanth, and we're mm-hmm. in the wilderness in Xanth, so it's dangerous. And our characters come to realize that, um, yeah, uh, we're all exiles. Yeah, yeah. So if they find us, we're dead. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> because right. the the traditional the traditional ex, or the traditional execution of an exile that does an exile is being fed to a dragon. Yeah, I wonder if it's the Gap Dragon. <laughs> okay, which by the way, okay, now I feel really dirty because of everything that I'd read into the Gap Dragon scene, which I still believe is there, Pierce. I think that's what's going on. <laughs> um, is when him and his wife first bought their little house in the woods in central Florida somewhere. Uh, they were exploring the woods. There was a deep ravine somewhere near their house with train tracks running through it. They thought it was this. You know, little kids thought it was a cool, magical land, and the train running through it, which he actually described describes really cool in the the book, the 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 Xanth um, Xanthology, the gu- that guide to Xanth, mm-hmm. where we got all oh, the okay. cool pictures, where from. I got yeah. all the cool pictures from. Very cool. Um, but that's where he got the idea of this gap dragon, not a phallus huh. crawling through a a gap. Well, well good sir, I but disagree. It was a ch- <laughs> it was a train. <laughs> That's why it was weird and had only one thing on the end of it, and it was looping back on itself. It was a train. Mm. So, sorry well, for making something dirty that wasn't, but I still think yeah. 
There was I'm sexual right there uh, analogy going on. There. So we're walking through the woods, and we I come like up. how dismissive you are. <laughs> Let's talk about Bob's Gap Dragon. Yes, we did. I'm trying, I'm trying to talk to... and come clean about this Gap Dragon. You're trying to move on to Chameleon. No, I want to get to the. I want to get to the magic. Actually, sniffer. actually, yeah, 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 magic sniffer. Let's get to I the magic get to, sniffer. I want to get to the pig that's sniffing out the magic truffles. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. That's, that's true. <laughs> Let's do magic. That's sniffer. a very English thing. It, yes, yes, it it's is. a very English thing. They actually have, thing. Yeah, European, they actually mm. train pigs to sniff out rare mushrooms. I thought so, you were American. Right, keep going. No, <laughs> so we have this, we have the magic sniffer that comes up, and it reacts, it reacts with excitement depending on how much magic you have. Right, yeah. And so it goes up and it sniffs Fanchan and it kind of just, hee hee yeah, it you're goes magic up, like everybody else. Yeah, it goes up to Trent, gets super excited, yeah. starts vibrating and bouncing up and down. Yeah, and then it goes to Bink, and it same almost major almost the same reaction it had to Trent. At which point Trent goes, "Hmm, you're a great magician like we are." No, Basically. I'm not. <laughs> right? I got exiled. I don't want. I'm not a ma- I'm not a magician. I'll never be a real magician. I do have to say, listening to the audiobook... The the um, audio book is very entertaining, and I do I do like the guy mm-hmm. who who's who's reading it. I after, agree. After yeah. getting used to the recording, but the fact that he the fact that he does bank every time in a very high yeah, voice, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. like he's twenty five. Which since you're <laughs> saying it, I am going to throw it out to our listeners. Uh, if you continue with the books, audio uh, the audio books are cool because um, I agree. I've listened to them, but. Um, Think about whether or not you want to continue with audio or else reading them because there's a lot of stuff that Piers Anthony does with the the lettering of words that you almost have to read. Yeah, you miss a lot of the puns the because pun, the puns are in... The word is pronounced the same. Or it's, he'll weirdly... The, the, the guy will read it then yeah. uh, so that you know as a listener what's going on. It makes it a little stilted, so just just be aware of that if you're going going on with things. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so yeah, so the animal reacts. We find out that the animal thinks that Bank has magi- magician caliber magic. Um, and so we hey, get to this haunted it's, castle. It's, hey, it starts to rain, so let's go into the haunted cat. Let's yeah. go into the castle and seek did shelter. We, did we talk? Did we just skip over chameleon? No, chameleon's no, we haven't coming there yet. No, oh, chameleon's okay. coming. Oh, okay. She's revealed in the castle. Yep, yep. Oh, yep. I was totally yep. off on that. So chameleon, I really, uh, oh, I remember you, this being a ah. Oh, I remember this being a wow. With a twist, um, yeah. Moment the first the first time I read this, I knew this was coming, so I picked up on a bunch of the nuances again. Reading oh, cool. it, reading yep. it, coming in here. But the first, I remember the first time I read this, go, just being like, "Oh my god, yeah, it's she's all three of them." Yeah, I yeah, yeah I always thought this was a really cool reveal. Mm. It was, and it was one of those that Bink really sees the strength of people. Yeah, off right. of this, where well, he's he's looking at it and going, you know, I can see the strength and I can see the weaknesses of both of yeah, all of the different all, all people. Three that I'm, and as I'm a man who likes variety. And as it starts to be revealed, too, it's um, wow, Fashion isn't looking so ugly. I must be getting just used to her. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what a typical dumbass guy thing. Yeah. And that's and that's yeah. a that's an empowering really point of the book. It, it's, not so that fa- it's not that it's not that Fanchon is actually doing anything. Mm-hmm. It's all about Bake. Yeah, it's all about yeah. oh, it must be all about me. I must be just getting used to her. Yeah, good read on that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. No, yeah, I don't know. It shows again Bink's character. Just I think so. Going through all of the different things, he's already met the other two. Mm-hmm. And then he meets uh, Fanchon. Fanchon, thank you. Yeah. It's me and names. I'm terrible at him. Yeah. But uh, he meets Fanchon, and it's it shows that yeah, even though 
you know, he doesn't quite like her. He'll still be, he's still being nice. And she sees that, okay, when she was, uh, the bimbo, the dumb, yeah. the dumb idiot. <laughs> the Winnie. The Winnie. Winnie. Uh, she, he didn't take advantage of her. And then with the average one, it was just a good back and forth. It was, I don't know, it shows right. the strong relationship that they are slowly building. Yeah. In a lot of ways, I think it, it doesn't. really didn't, he, he just didn't take advantage of her because he was engaged, though. Like... I don't no know. I feel like yeah. he, he's it's it's being set up. It's being yeah. set up to well, set up he, Fink's morals. Yeah, because he's yeah. being loyal the entire time to his gal back yeah. in the village. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, but it is setting. See up where that got morals. you, Bink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, for a book that plays loosely with bestiality, <laughs> they, they set up uh, the the as long as you're loyal. The, the morality <laughs> yeah. of Bink is pretty high class. I mean, again, the sowing of the wild oats, even way back uh, at the beginning of this book. I mean. We he have always, a big moralistic tale yeah. there about how, you know, uh, a real woman is nothing like, you know, the wild oats that you're sp- yeah. spreading. And, and he so. always seems to stray towards, you know, not following that path. And then it's somebody or is something. Chaotic good in. then? What is yeah. he? Uh, he's, he's lawful good. Lawful yeah. good. He's lawful. Good. You think so? He's all the way up oh, to yeah. lawful. That's gonna right. be a lawful nuisance. Uh, no. For the for the amount of you're the evil magician, I will not let you take over Zan. Yeah, yeah. Towards the end of the book, where when him and Trent are talking. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, That's no, no. True. Yeah, he's, he's lawful good. Paladin. I just want to massacre a village. That's all. That's all I wanted <laughs> so to do. We, but that's what you want in your book for a 13-year-old, 12-year-old. Yeah. You need to have that's a lawful true. good in yeah. So we yeah, go into do. the castle. They're hanging out for a couple. They're hanging out for a while. It's Castle Rugna. Rugna. Which I will say I did. I, I, I do subscribe to the Rugna pronunciation. As a kid and when I read this, the first couple, when I when I read this series, yep. um, I always pronounced it Rugna. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. Hmm. I, just, I went with Rugna, but this castle plays a big part in later books. And by the oh, way, yeah. uh, book two, I think, not as strong as book one, but book three, really like book three. Book, I, really? book three I, is all about the castle. It's all about the castle, Rugna. He goes back in time. Uh, it's Bink's kid, and okay. it goes back mm-hmm. in time. They got a spider and everything. Really well, cool. And it's I Rugna. Like Rugna was the magician king of the fourth wave. Yeah. Uh, this used to be the capital building. This yeah. used to be the yep. capital of Xanth. The fourth wave, was that the wave that wasn't absolutely terrible, or was that? I can't keep the waves straight. And, that and is it doesn't even I seem have. like the book keeps the waves straight either. Like I feel like that someone says there's ten waves, there's twelve waves. I don't even know how many waves there's been. Yeah, and they talk like the first wave. I don't was think terrible, it matters. Second, it probably doesn't. But it was <laughs> no. one of those. If you're gonna have that big, if you're gonna have that castle that plays such an important role, and it says it's the fourth wave, right. was that the wave that was terrible or good? Well, and it talks about with all the waves that came before and everything that's been going on in Xanth and all the animals and the people animals and everything else, yeah. that this this King Rugana was evidently the guy who, like, brought everybody together. Okay. Right, yeah. So this is kind of, this is, I feel this is kind of like, oh, this is kind of like stumbling into Arthur's castle in England. It is true. And if you read the third book, you will find all about uh, what was going yes. on with the castle. <laughs> Next Rugna, time, which on is a spell for chameleon, which is a really good book. I highly recommend it. And I like they try to leave, but this castle is sentient. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and it has zombies, which is so awesome. And I pictured all of these as variations on Iron Maiden Eddie, just because <laughs> that's where I. Well, at. and I remember, I remember reading <laughs> reading the further books too, where like we meet a bunch of the zombies and like we get to know a bunch of the yep. ghosts. That oh are yeah, the castle oh better. yeah. 
I love this description of the ghosts in the castle. I love this. That too. they need people in the castle in order to t- in or- basically in order to take form. Yep. And yeah. since there hasn't been anybody in the castle, like they're 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 almost like just ectoplasm waves floating right. around. But now that there's people there, they're not feeding off the people, they're not doing anything. It's just because there are people there, they're starting to take their human form yeah, again right. as ghosts. No, do, the ghosts do, seem pretty do, cool. do we meet Millie the maid? We do meet Millie. Millie. Yeah, 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 okay. This yeah. is where we meet Millie. Yeah, she is she's a great character. So on to chapter 13. Yeah, well, so that yeah, so they try to leave at the end of chapter 12. They're like but they're prevented cuz Trent's up in the library. Uh, yeah. and they're and they He's try, like I'm going to go read for a while. They lap. try to leave, but because the castle is reading Banks magic level yep. and it wants somebody to stay living yep. in the castle, it won't let Which, either of the magicians how, leave. How would you guys feel about your house? Like knowing everything you do in it, and <laughs> well, I, every- well, and I said it's That's sentient, just, but it's not like sentient, sentient. I mean, just the magic like, doesn't want him to leave. Tell you, what, it, tell you what, as long as that house, house knows how to keep his mouth shut, it's fine. Just keep that yap yeah, yeah. shut. Those bodies that are in the basement, no, 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 they don't exist. <laughs> you, were, you were really dark with it. I was just, you know what? I just decided to go there after after going to the D and D. You know, I just had to. So they go back into the castle in chapter thirteen. <laughs> Club again. Ca- He's right on it <laughs> every time. The castle, be- the castle is like okay as long as they're staying in the castle. The castle is cool. Yep. The servant, the the ghosts are actually like starting doing their servant jobs. Yep. Yeah, right. And by the way, okay, I, this book though, although not a D and D player, is just replete with awesome ideas for a D and D game because having a character like. Uh, like Chameleon is awesome because now all of a sudden things are getting good in the castle, but she creates all the chaos. She becomes beautiful, but stupid. And so oh, she's yeah. like almost going to eat a cherry bomb. And she like, you know, cherry bomb. <laughs> hey, daddy. Hey, mom. I'm, uh, I'm going to eat this cherry bomb. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take a bite out of this thing I found in the yard. <laughs> I'm still so hungry. But would that not be a great curse or something to put that on would, a character? That or? would be great, but it would, you would have to pick a certain player who could, play who could that, pull that off, who could go from that being really, really smart, kind of average, and then just being dumb. Right. And I mean, it's, Playing the dumb character, I do that a lot. It's great. I love playing the dumb characters. <laughs> Even Karaman, you were a Karaman. That's yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's just what I fit in well with. Yeah. You're a nice. good big oaf. I am. <laughs> Works out all the time. <laughs> uh, so Bing Bing comes to her aid and finds and then finds her in his arms. Well, yeah, well, yeah, because hmm. she like she dropped it before she ate it and like blew herself across the room. So he comes in and her dress is all askew and like yeah. parts are hanging out. This she, is like, incredibly uh, titillating. She jumps. She jumps into his. She jumps into his arms and oh, bink! And yeah. he's like, oh boy. Yeah. So you almost ate that cherry bomb, yeah. eh? If if this was an anime. Uh, nosebleed immediately. What? Nosebleed. I don't even oh, know what you're talking see, about. I have no idea what you're talking about either. I went to uh, shocker. I went. It's, I went to like memes. I went to like quantum leap. What? I went to like quantum leap or like Sam Beckett. Hey, now, jumps now we don't the... know what you're talking about. Yeah, now we have no idea <laughs> oh what God. you're talking about. Generation oh, no. gap. Yeah. Watch the TV. Look it up. Watch a TV show. Great te- that... TV show about time travel. I, lo- I love the. No, the you guys know quantum and Scott leap. I know of it. But this is the part where like Scott Bakula jumps into Bink right as like she's holding him and like yes. oh, Bink yeah. take me and he's just 
Oh boy. Yeah, so that's yeah. how every episode started was he jumped into yeah. somebody and something was going on and he went, oh, oh boy. boy. Yeah, that's great. And then commercial. That's yes. uh, fantastic. <laughs> Wait, what are commercials? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't stream it. Shoot. Maybe you can. Is it on Prime? Is uh, Quantum Leap, on, Leap uh, on Prime? I don't know. Netflix, Prime, I don't there know. Was, there was a streaming service bragging about having it. It was a while ago, though. Oh. Hmm. It probably, it's probably been sold to one of the major Interesting. Ones. Okay, so. There we go. Bing um, finds that Trent has made likenesses well, of yeah. his dead wife and son from cockroaches. Well, yeah, what? well, because Millie, Millie grabs him and like brings him to the Millie, Millie the maid. Ooh, yeah. grabs him and brings him to like the secret look in the secret peek in the library room. Right, and so he, he's looking through the window, and we have guests. Because she doesn't know what's going on right, either, exactly. so she's like, "We have guests. Get what the hell do you mean we have guests? Yeah. <laughs> we're in an abandoned castle in the middle of nowhere. No right. one knows where and we so are." He looks in the, he looks through the little like one way mirror, like one way window, and sees Trent and a woman and a boy. And then he goes, he like runs around to the door of the library, runs, smacks into the library, and it's just Trent. And he's like, "Where are the people?" <laughs> right. Okay. Let me bring it up now, but just because we're spinning around with this whole thing, where they're going to escape using cherry bombs. Okay. So how is everything working for everybody at the table in terms of like uh, the story and how you're taking it because Pierce Anthony has created a very odd universe yep. right where like you have things like cherry bombs and things like you know the, the, the punishness of this universe and everything else the bread tree all of those things where is it's like all everything a, grows it's a massive level what are your like if we pull ourselves out of this book what are your thoughts on that like is does that work for you or not because I feel like these books they they did very well mm-hmm. and they sold very well. He was only going to write one, and they did so well that he wrote all the others. Um, but I feel it's very much for a specific audience. I, my my issue with it, everything's so off the wall in this universe that I don't feel like I can ever like have expectations for it. Yeah, it yeah. is just whatever. Anything could happen, and I just kind of have to be okay with it. Right, and I see. I, I feel the same way, but I'm having fun with that. Yes. And I'm having fun. I'm having uh, fun I mean, with the yeah, things yeah, like in book one. Yeah, I feel like if, if I were to continue on, yeah. it might get a little disheartening. Maybe. Yeah. Does it happen in the? You've read the. Later oh, through five. Uh, so what ends up happening from the limited that I've read and then reading a little bit of ahead mm-hmm. is that uh, you stay with Bink for the next one. So B- he keeps switching characters on you. Uh, okay. Then then you go to Bink's son, um, and then I think it pr- it proceeds from there, right? Um, but even according to to Pierce Anthony himself, uh, the pun stuff go gets to a level where even he kind of is like, "Whoa, this is way oh, too you told much." Me about this, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like like the next book start to I would say Castle Rugna. Uh, the next book has a little too many. Castle Rugna is again pretty level like this one is, or or is on a par with this this book. And then like by the time you get to book four, uh, Center Isle. Woo! I mean, it, it's uh, it's pretty out there. Like you have to really be on board with the Xanth universe, okay. and then it starts pulling back with Ogre, Ogre. But I think it's Veil of the Vole when he gets to that one is where finally between him and his publisher they were like, because people started sending him puns, and he started like listing their name in the end credits of the books. Oh. Like, thank for this pun, thank you for, and pretty much all he did was just get. I he, want a pun in yeah, the book. Yeah, people were sending him lists of thirty and. 40 puns and but the books became weighted down so much with puns that they are almost well and there are there are things within this universe too that there are later books that are 
care that are other ca- that are like oh they continuously that, change that, that are mi- but there are other books that are minor characters yeah. from previous books oh yeah and Blown so you up, see the of- scene so like every now and then you 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 see the scene that you saw from the previous from the other book yeah from the other character's oh, okay. point of view yeah. yeah 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 Castle Rugna Millie the Maid is a pretty major <laughs> character and she's pretty cool and she All continues right. through a lot of other Iris actually kind of becomes a more likable character as you go through huh. it's kind of it's interesting uh, they're they're not bad. I don't know. If you're, you're okay no, with this no, wackadoo. Uh, this is pretty wackadoo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So well, so for me, it's like, I find trouble with the, maybe we can talk about this at the end, but the recommendation of this, like, who is this for? But we can talk about that maybe at the end. Okay. S- small, as, as we're talking about um, you moving on to the other books, I know you're doing the audio books, mm-hmm. and I know... Both. I'm, I'm like, mixing them. If I'm driving oh, in the okay. car, I'm listening I, I to know, a chapter, I, I and know then I'm reading about, a chapter. I know about where you're at, usually, because yeah. whenever I go to upload a new video to our... YouTube channel. Oh, it'll it'll, show. It, it, it says like, "Hey, pick up where you left off." And it's like I can tell what book you're <laughs> Centaur Isle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's super funny. But yeah, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we get we get here, and Big has this. We we find out that occasionally he does this. Hey, yep. he's a guy who lost his wife and kid. He's yes. and he has oh, the ability. He has the ability. He has. Why well, look at a photograph when I can take the two bugs and Have actually we, get a three dimensional? Actually, look we haven't talked family. about what his ability is. His ability, right? What is his? Oh, you're right. What is Kim yeah, Trent's ability? This. He can transform thing. He can transform pe- uh, or he can transform people and animals into other things. Right, yeah. but doesn't he have to be within a six foot radius? Six so foot radius and, and has to see, be able to see their head. Yep. <laughs> I, yep. Does he? Yep. I, I but I like just that. Body. I, yeah. No, he can't just do the tail. I He's think. It's, I think it's the, the weirdest is. contrivance, but I kind of like it. Like, and I have to see your head. Yeah, because that's where the brain is. And well, it, yeah, I and like it does because he talks <laughs> because he talks about later. I'm sorry, Paul. No, you're good because he talks about later how. He's not putting your brain into no. a, into a dog or a salamander yes. or a leopard or a basilisk or whatever. Yeah. He's actually taking your brain and making your and making your brain a basilisk brain. Yeah. 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 That's I, why if you're transformed too long as something, you yeah. just revert into that. So if, yeah. you get, if you get transformed into a wild animal and you stay there, you just eventually are just a wild animal. Right. Which I like that it adds kind of a danger to this transformation. The brain can't hold the memories. Yeah, like yeah. It does, yeah. but it also, I like the limitation. Because mm-hmm. yes, he is a really powerful magician, but he still has to be within six feet of mm-hmm. you, and he's got to see your brain. So yeah. all of these powers seem to have some sort of limitation. limitation. Well, Even if you're the and, most, and one of the had, most yes. powerful magician. And we had the discussion of why why is Justin Tree a Justin Tree? Um, why didn't he just, why didn't he eventually become a tree? And Trent yeah. says, because I didn't Trent, because I didn't transform him into a tree. I transformed him into a Justin tree. <laughs> and that's why he still has his oh. magical ability. And that's why he still is able to like be conscious, which seems to open a pretty crazy loophole. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're in Xan. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that what Xan is? A loophole. That, hey, I need to. And that, that comes back to what I was talking about earlier, where it's like. Anything that comes up, you just kind of have to be okay well, with but it. But you're right, because you could be like, oh, I don't want to transform you into a turtle or a cockroach, because if you're there too long, you'll become a complete cockroach, unless I transform you into a Luke roach. Well, you know what And you know when we were saying? doing the whole basilisk cockatrice thing, too, um, that was a notice that Bink made after he was transformed back into a person, was he noticed that the cockatrice was female. And he was a male basilisk, and that's not a thing with basilisk and cockatrice. Yeah. Basilisk and cockatrice don't have sex or don't have a gender. 
Yeah, because they, they're born under a moon in the poop in a rye. Of the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah. But no, yeah, they don't have a gender. Under the they are yeah. free and the, yeah, and the, red, so, the red hot moon and the whatever the Ranson song is. But yeah. I, I, I like this. I like this crazy rundown of Xanth history. Where we talk, this is where we talk about the four guys who came in and banged their horses. And, yeah, yeah. And do they talk about that? Do they talk about that here? I know they talk about that book four, but do they talk? about I don't about actually that? think they talk about like how it happened. They I'm just pretty said sure because in book four, I was just sitting there reading it. I'm like, oh, here it comes. Yeah, <laughs> here it, it like, comes. That was the explanation of the love pool. Was like, well, and he talks. Anybody can bang anybody. Yeah, and he talk and he talks about the waves, and he talks about how there had to be waves before the waves. Yeah. Before what we have, otherwise, because centaurs have been here before the quote-unquote waves. Yeah. And in order for that to happen, somebody must have stumbled into Xanth at some point and banged their horse. Mm-hmm. Right. Or yeah. banged yeah, a fish. Or yeah. uh, that <laughs> banged whatever the hell that you Yikes. get the manicure from. Yeah. <laughs> that love pool is a... Uh, some of that is just... <laughs> I don't know. Well, and well, and then with the magic and Xanth that anything can breed with anything. Yeah. Um. You you get these things like griffins, which are horse, eagle, uh, yeah. lion, uh, everything else, because like one generation did this, one generation did this. You know, and it's it's kind of like it's kind of a, like a metaphor for the United States. The melting pot. Yes, it's your melting pot. Yeah, it is. You know, it really is. I know. You know, I'm I for one am the largest. Like European ancestry, I have in me is like one sixteenth, and I'm like one sixteenth Norwegian and one sixteenth Czech. Yeah, right. my son between my ex-wife and I, my son can throw a dart at Western Europe, mm, yeah. and so that that te- I'm, I'm just like your son. Yeah, yeah that no. that that talks about the genealogy, mm-hmm. and it, it is kind of a parallel with, with with genealogy here. Only we're including animals in it. Yeah. Right, right. But it is funny how he even kind of points out. Well, I mean, you kind of found cherry sexy. Didn't you? What about those <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you told me about this. Like, you didn't yeah. even have a love pool. I lo- or what was, <laughs> what was the comment? What was the comment? You had to have boys who went and hung out by the centaur stables. And Bink's like, well, yeah, the, but the, but they're jerks. Oh, they were looking at boobs. <laughs> <laughs> so would you be attracted to a centaur? Why not? Yeah. Uh, hey, you have BL lines in me. <laughs> <laughs> If she's, so, if she's got a good personality. But wait, we get, we, this we, begs we get, the we question. Get, we can go for rides in the country. This begs <laughs> an incredibly inappropriate question because I feel like a male human could perhaps. It's, it's going to be much more. Perhaps with this. could fall in love with a female centaur. But the other way around. <laughs> Have you seen a horse? <laughs> I don't know if that could happen. I've heard there's shows in Mexico. <laughs> oh, no, those are donkeys. <laughs> El burro. I, is there such a thing as a, is there such a thing as like a centaur donkey? <laughs> I'm on it. I'll make one. If you um, the, the mule, which is sterile. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know if it'd work in all configurations. But maybe the magic of Xanth would help that yes. situation out too. Xanth's magic. Uh, that's that's actually that's an onosaur. Oh, thank or, you. Or centaur. Okay. Onocentaur. Okay. Uh, yeah. And Where it, does this come from? Uh, Some dumb book or what? It's the Wikipedia, so it must be true. <laughs> yeah, it's wiki. It's true. Uh, Shut up. It has no front. It, oh my gosh, these are awful looking. We're gonna have it to doesn't this, have front legs. It doesn't have front legs. It just has this mad lean to the front. <laughs> We're going to put these pictures on the social medias, guys. Wait, so that man in the front's just got to like hand over hand it up front when they're running. I don't. It's just, it's like an extra long uh, satyr. 
Yeah, there's only there's only back legs. Top heavy seder. Yeah, top heavy seder. That's off. Yeah, where where a seder would be just a normal hot dog. This is the foot long version. Yeah. But I like this whole melting pot idea. But hey, let's get to chapter 14, The Wiggles, because this is one of my favorite chapters. So, the Wiggles. The That's Wiggles. That's just a plain, simple, simple and creature. Trent's quick drop here about how everything becomes, everything eventually becomes magic. Yes. Yeah. Therefore, if we don't get an influx of new human genome in here, yeah. Humans are going to cease to exist in Xanth. Isn't yes. Winnie technically magic? Yes. Because she's not, she doesn't have a magic power she, she controls. She is then correct. just a magic creature. She is yeah. She is the next stage of evolution. Yeah. 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 She, oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, they are allowed to leave the castle because Trent has like made a deal that, hey, when this is all over, I'm coming back and I'm going to rule from Rugna. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. come back and be all up inside you. <laughs> <laughs> and in Xanth, that would probably work. Yeah. That would. I like, that's, that's where you get rock people from. Well, and that was book three, okay. wasn't it? We gotta put that E on this episode. Oh, I think we gotta. Okay, but farther well, and and this this is a th- this is a quick a quick little drop here too, and maybe this is the one of your. Oh my god, it's just magic and it's an explanation that's way too easy. They go up and they find fancy duds that even though they're a couple hundred years old. Uh, the good old cedar chests in the uh, yeah. in the castle Rugna had a protection spell on them, so they're wearing old fancy duds that are in great <laughs> well, I mean, working yeah, order. No, that's uh, I mean that's that fits into the D and D world. You yeah, know? and I don't know what he's wearing, but I no, want them to no, be no, big magical puffy items. Sleeves. Just you know, oh yeah, just big yeah. puffy. Bink better have big puffy sleeves. Ooh, I'm just oh, glad yeah. that Trent's got pants on, and, and like <laughs> that, that paints a totally different picture to them fighting at the end, like a, like a, like a red velvet. Uh, uh, yeah, and, coat and, and like purple tights. <laughs> <laughs> those weird shoes. And some of those shoes that are floppy that don't yeah, appear yeah. like they'd stay on your feet. The little bells on the end, like oh, <laughs> really nice riding boots. Now leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> They're comfortable. <laughs> yeah, when they so, said that about Crocs, you still look dumb. So anyway, Trent's gonna use his magic to turn Bink into Bink Sphinx. <laughs> yes, but yeah, well yeah, that's the ex- that's the that's the idea is he can't turn him into a full sphinx because if he does that, well, then he's he just can, gonna be yeah, an animal well, and run off into well, the woods. I, I get that, but he's now like like he's the sphinx the size of the sphinx in you Egypt. Guys, it's right? Xanth. Yeah. Yes, and uh, yeah. We, at which yeah, point that's and, the image he has. And we, in his yeah, head. and yeah. we do get the drop here of well, one wandered into the mundane world and got petrified, and that was the one I had in my head. Sorry, because uh, yeah. Big's like, um, I'm really big for a sphinx. <laughs> Which I kind of like that, and I do think as a young kid, that would be kind of a cool little, like, <laughs> the Sphinx was actually from Xanth. Like, you know. Well, yeah, and all, the, and all the dragon mythology. And we talked about before yeah. we had the show. That it was escaped creatures from Xanth. Yep. Yep. And so all, everything we know, because we know about centaurs, we know about dragons and stuff like that in right. the mundane world. Those were ones that got that eventually passed over the line into the mundane world. Right. And eventually, after being in the mundane world for so long, it turns back into a snake. Because we'll find out that, and I don't know if in this book, but whatever, when you exit Xanth, you don't know where you're going to exit to. So it doesn't mean that you leave Xanth and you you end up in Cuba or you walk into Georgia. That it means that you you could end up anywhere. You can exit Xanth, even though it's Florida. Is is that a dragon on my peanut farm? (laughs) 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 Oh, my, my, I bet uh, these uh, these roasted peanuts that uh, came onto my peanut farm are pretty darn good. I think we should market these and sell these. Better Sue call the papers. <laughs> that, that dragon had a good idea. <laughs> Rose. 
<laughs> roasted, roasting peanuts just like, just constantly hurl insults at you. Yeah. <laughs> you just got one of those stupid cones of roasted peanuts and they just insult you nonstop. Shave! <laughs> you look like dirt! Shave! You're ugly! Shut up! <laughs> So, <laughs> where are we? Uh, uh, the Wiggles! The Wiggles! The Wiggles! Okay, so I posted a picture of these Wiggles. I love these Wiggles. Yeah, they are a terrifyingly I, simple creature. I, terrifyingly uh, simple. There's something about, like, I can just feel them boring yes. my arms. Exactly! Uh, I, I love this idea as we get ah. as we get through, like, the science of the Wiggles. As the Wiggles tunnel through everything, including air. That's why you get a, that's why you get a <laughs> snap anytime yep. the Wiggles move, is because they're actually tu- tunneling through the air. And, and the, the air Collapse is the collapse of the vacuum, which I love because then you know kind of about where they are and you can kind of sl- you can squish them. You can squish them like so, army worms. So what's great yes. is is what a weird kind of climactic battle to your book is. You have all of the creatures of Xanth in a circle around this kind of termite mound of boiling out wiggles. And they're just standing around, just kind of clapping <laughs> <laughs> and biting and chomping and just trying to get these things. It's it's cool. I, it's, I actually really like this. Yeah, it, in a in a dumb way. Like and we meet, and we meet Herman cool. the Hermit. <laughs> yeah, who we, who, we, who we find out that the blasphemy that Herman the Hermit did is Hermit the Herman the Hermit was the, is the next stage of evolution for centaurs. Yes, because he is a magical being that has magic. He's able to. Grab Will of the Wisps. Yep. Which yep. this is an old mundane idea too of people following of of people in the woods who follow the bugs and bright lights and go and get into trouble. Go watch Brave. They tried to do it yes. there. <laughs> um, and so he is able to summon these, and so he summoned these to bring these little bugs that bring people to into places and things into places. So we have this um, race war. Against yeah. uh, against the Wiggles and everybody's trying to kill the Wiggles and kill the Wiggles, and Her- Herman the Hermit is uh, th- actually I take it back. Um, Sam Elliott is n- th- this is Sam Elliott in centaur form. <laughs> because, yeah. Uh, yeah, with yeah. a big mustache. Yes. I want him in the mustache from Tombstone. Can he be from Tombstone? Okay. Oh, see, I was going. Uh, I was going with uh, Roadhouse. Okay. Well, all right. Roadhouse. Hey-o, mijo. But yeah, and just, you know, because they keep describing him as being a buff older gentleman. Yes. Yeah. And his muscular arms and his strong torso. <laughs> okay. Okay. But he's got quite the plan here. He's going to take Bink and he's going to turn him into Because he figured out who Trent is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He figured it. It seemed like he figured it out immediately. Because he, he knew was right. a centaur. He's smart. We should yeah. say Herman the Hermit is the only centaur. Because centaurs, remember, don't they despise magic. Nobody mm-hmm. can use it. But Herman the Hermit can use magic. Yeah. Right? The Will of the Wisps thing. Well, and I do want to add in, when the Wiggles are attacking, it seems like just a, a combat zone where it's just like, oh, no, they got him in the arm. They're, they're holding yep. through the the heart. All of that stuff. It was just a great description of well, do, a simple it ta- fight. Doesn't it take down a, dr- a dragon, oh, yeah. right? They the take giant. down a no, or the giant. giant. They on the invisible giant. Yeah. 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 And it's just like, Which wow. becomes really sad in a moment. It does. Uh, and it actually take, does. Yeah, it takes him through the legs, and all of a sudden you just hear, and the giant falls right. down. Yeah. And so he knows who Trent is. We get this idea that um, there's the, uh, uh, oh my God, what, salamander-proof grass that's mm-hmm. here, which is why he can't find a salamander, because he's he's going to do a control, he wants to do a control burn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is something, I, I'm a firefighter in part of my life. This is something we do. Yep. To get to um, if stop, it, stop to fire. stop fires yep. is you do a controlled burn that pushes in so that there's nothing left to burn. 
Yeah. And, and so, so he takes this, uh, turns him into a salamander, which projects a cone of fire, and it burns everything in one direction. Including water. Including yeah. water. Yeah, like everything. Sand. It has Including yeah, it water, to turn green, wo- sand. green wood. And I love how we're in Bink's head. And at this point, we have Bink salamander, and we, we, we have this combination of salamander brain and Bink brain going on yep. in Bink's head where he's thinking about, God, I just want to burn. I just want to burn. Well, he's making me only go to one side, so um, well, I guess half a burn is better than no burn. But I really want to burn everything and burn it all, and I should be able to burn it. Oh, God, he dropped me. I'm going to burn it. Oh, I took his fingers. Oh, I want to burn more. Oh, he's only letting me go to the left. I'll go to the left because I still want to burn, and I want to burn, and I want to burn, and I want to burn. Right, but I love this because he puts them on salamander vines and pretty much just, yippee-ki-yay-yay, mofos. <laughs> and goes around the entire thing, spraying the cone inwards, and it, like you said, control burns everything and destroys. Yeah. Well, because it's yeah, the all. fire only goes in one direction. I was just waiting for like it all to like come in together and then just like cross over itself and then go outwards. I'm yeah, 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 yeah. Right. No, it's yeah. true. It's true. Well, um, it's the point is it burns. It burns in. There's no more fuel left, including the giant. But during this, and the poor giant, oh, the and the poor giant, we find out wasn't actually dead. He just he got hit in the leg and like went down and knocked himself out. Yeah. And then we find out that the giant is being burned alive here. Which there is some incredibly violent stuff that happens in some points of this book. For yes. Being being a book that I really think is kind of skewed. Young but weirdly old as well. I don't know. We'll talk about it at the end. But uh, Herman the Hermit himself is mortally wounded. So it's I hitting mean, the liver. Yeah. Yep. Which is god awful. I'm hitting the liver. Let the fire take my body. Just kill me because I don't want to burn. And so Trent whips out his sword, chops off his head, and Bink's like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. 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 There is no like hesitation on out of Trent. It's just like, oh. And we, and we okay. have and we have the magical moment of the head is still conscious for a moment, as it gets when it gets lopped off and rolls away. And Herman the Hermit goes, "Thank you. I didn't want. I did not want to endure the pain. You did exactly what I wanted you to." And Bink's like, "Oh God, I would have had. I would have hesitated. I would have burned him alive." Yeah. <laughs> so do you think this will ever be turned into a movie? Because I don't. No. <laughs> no, no, no. There is no way they can turn this into a movie. Why not? I was sort but of like, man, they, they'd have to like, like adult it up a bunch and make it like a weird adult cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. Could, yeah they'd have to be, be like, from way. the makers of Deadpool, Xanth. Yeah. Xanth, <laughs> a spell for chameleon. <laughs> yeah, right? I don't I don't know. It'd be something. But the the battle's over and it, he again, they transform him back into the Sphinx, which by the way, like I it's weird imagery. I don't mind the imagery, but god, I a person as a sphinx is really well, and, a and giant sphinx. Earlier in the book, too, Trent made a comment about I really don't know how multiple transformations uh, affect anybody. Yeah. But he's just bopping Bink back and forth a bunch of times, and even Bink goes, Well, I guess he thinks it's okay now. <laughs> right. Um, okay, so I do have in chapter 15, as we get to the duel, uh, occasionally the puns overstep the bounds of even what I can handle. The blue, I love the blue jean fields. Blue jean fields is so stupid. I, can't. I love the blue jean fields. It's the blue jean fields because it's cotton. Well, jeans yeah. Are made of cotton. I know, but it's still stupid. I can't take it. And, and yeah. it's and it's their planted fields, so it's not. There's no such thing as wild. These are cultivated plants. Why don't? Well, look at that. Because the, Cause, cause the guidebook the, uh, even has a picture of lady fingers, and they're a flower oh with a weird yes, lady's hands. Yes, yes. yeah. I love yes. those. But this is a cult. Of, this is some botanist mm-hmm. in Xanth put together. You know, fig, figured out and uh, uh, made these because it yeah. it symbolizes civilization. So these these are made plants. These are crossbred plants. The mm-hmm. two eventually make blue jeans. Yes. 
Right. Because we talk about finding clothing on trees and it talks about, you know, other different, you know, textile things that are out there. And so this is a, this is a cross. I like this. Uh, yeah. Um, poof. In comes Iris. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Uh, coincidental Iris is coincidental. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Bink is transformed from his from Sphinx Bink back into regular Bink, and they're about to all bink, kind bink. of part ways. Bink, 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 Bink. Bing bing. Are you guys done? Bing 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 everybody now. Bing bing. Sorry. Speaking of bridge over the river. I want space balls. Well, it's that's but it's from it's originally from space balls. The dink dink is from space balls. They whistle it in bridge over the river quite. So it's all working together. Alec, get his references. Uh, it's uh, it's all just beautiful. All right, so Iris comes in, offers Bink a chance to you know get busy again and be king again. Bink says no, no. so she turns to Trent, Trent and goes, would. "How about you, big boy?" <laughs> Trent goes, "Actually, this would work." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Bink's at which point we get Bink's lawful good here again of oh, I can't allow this to happen. Right, where where were we? I don't know what what is your take on Trent here because Trent is for the most part a good person, but at, at the same time here we see he's just making a decision in some ways for the convenience or the good of the empire. Or of Xanth, right? He he has what he or he has a way of getting what he wants, and he's going to do it. Right, that's that is what he wants. He is entirely about. I want to help myself, and by me helping myself, I will be helping the kingdom as well. And he even looks at her at one point and says, uh, "I I married for love at one point. This is a marriage of convenience, right. and yeah. no, this is a business partnership, and nothing more." That that's what I think. Clob. This is, is politics. They're politicians. Yeah. I feel yeah. you've struck on it. Is that he? He at one time was the romantic, you know, magician who had married for love, and yes, now he has been hurt, and this is for love. Well, or, or I, I mean, I mean, for convenience. Well, Absolutely. and we find out we find out later that it's actually in the Xanthian bylaws that a king must have a queen. Trent would know that already. Yes, he yeah. would know the Xanthian rules because he ran for, because he tried to be king once. He ran for king. Yeah, he ran for king. <laughs> and, I know. Yeah, he, he actually he says, um, "Oh crap, my brain." I I, I was just listening to this. I, I listened to the end of this book uh, before you guys got here just to refresh myself. Um, he has no such. I can't remember how he phrased it, but basically, he has no such desires to get married again. Yeah, it's like he had his and he's good. Yeah, yep, right. This is a business sure. arrangement. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And even Iris kind of understands that. Yeah, well, they all do. She, she's it's, not marrying for love. She's no, been looking no. for a, she's been looking for a business that's, arrangement. She just didn't know it was going to be a business arrangement with somebody who's her equal. Yeah. Yes. That's what she she kept she trying to She wanted a business arrangement with somebody she could she control. could manipulate. Yeah. But she's willing to take she's willing to take she's willing to take half of ruling versus not ruling. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. And even she, even Trent drops here he's like we could divvy stuff up. Yeah, yeah. which yeah, you know, you're you're. I'll be the I'll be the president, and I'll deal with all the president stuff, and you be the first lady, and pick out the china, and deal with like <laughs> make all and, the kids and, in school eat healthy stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly it. War on sodium. <laughs> it's just making your heart stronger, isn't it? Sodium. I, I that's all so. it does. I'm it pretty sure it does. I'm pretty right. blood more firm. <laughs> but we get to this the duel, and, and, and you look at this, and you think about it. I mean, this is Bill and Hillary. 20 years before Bill and Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> i tell you what, I read that book and I just knew when I met Hillary, I have never had inappropriate relations 
With We're now woman. With my wife. Miss Millie the Maid. <laughs> but um, I swear, when she was winning, she was stupid. I didn't touch her. <laughs> Let's get to this duel. We have a duel. There's All a right. falling out. And Trent out, keeps falling out here. Well, they have the falling out, and they have the uh, they have the argument here. And Bing's like, I'm not going to let you do it. And Bing goes, and Trent, Trent keeps trying to be the good guy here. Yeah, and yes. like, dude. Just walk away. Yep. Yeah. Because yep. he's holding true to his oath. Yeah. We, yeah. We're, we're in a truce right now. I'm not going to do anything. I will let you walk away. You don't have to help me. You don't have to be on my side. You don't have to do anything. Walk away. Yeah, you, if you, you want to walk away, it's okay if you need to. Sorry. <laughs> walk away. I was guys. singing <laughs> Def Leppard. What were you saying? <laughs> um... So leave. Finally, uh... So there's a... Wow. <laughs> there's this duel going yeah. on. Well, we're not the to the... Right? No, we're not to the duel But yet. Chameleon goes... Can, this is the weirdest tangential. Chameleon goes off to, to use the... No, 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 no. We have to approach something before this. Oh, what's that? They agree that they're going to duel. Yes. And okay. then Camille, and then so they take their paces. No, right? no, they they take a break. They're like, we're gonna duel in like an hour or whatever. Yeah, it let's is. go to your corner and, <laughs> and get so ready. Big, and so Big and Chameleon go into the woods and have sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that <laughs> is that is a clear your mind major yeah. flip free on Bing's your mind. I yeah. So what did you think of this? Because that's what I thought. This is a uh, well. Bing's just finally just okay. I'm doing it. No, this is uh he kind he kind of he talks to her and like I think this is kind of like his little love confession for her here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like you know what? I I'm a man who likes variety. You're everything I ever wanted. And, and then, she's well, not she's not super stupid right now. How's, how's it? How's it? <laughs> super. Yeah. She's not. Well, no, she's on like the tail. She's like almost to D now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So she she's not quite D yet, but she's almost to D yeah. now. She's yeah. almost out of that win stage yeah. into D. She definitely yeah. has so she def- D's. So, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, sure. Yeah. And they're buoyant. <laughs> so and, she, and you know what? You know what? <laughs> I got all excited. I broke the chair. <laughs> if if those aren't D's, she's at least gonna have one pretty quick. <laughs> there we go. So Bang. yeah, big so, dick. Yeah, <laughs> big dick, big dick, big dick. So yeah, big dick. Uh, this, this all, this all happens dick. because of their feelings. Big dick. This all happens because of their feelings. Luke's gonna stab Club. <laughs> Um, but I don't remember the the way it's phrased in the book is pretty funny. It's it's like this. Uh, so they were talking, and all of a sudden they weren't. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then boot scene and fast forwards. Boots. Yes. Boot, scene. boot scene in the woods before you. Oh yeah. Die. And, then, and then there was and then, like Irish shows up like, hey, I found him. And Ooh, then what were you doing? Yeah. And then weirdly afterwards, Chameleon does something that usually I thought only happens to guys afterwards. She goes to take a whiz. No. <laughs> What you're supposed to yeah, do. It's yeah. supposed it prevents to. UTIs. Yeah. Oh, I thought only guy. I know I'm both. That's like guy thing. Yeah, both heads. It prevents UTIs. Oh, yeah. both. Get, both get, okay, well, there you go. And when you're banging in the forest, you want, you want to. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> That's a story for after the podcast. <laughs> the more you know, sticks and stones may they... break my bones, but UTIs hurt like hell. <laughs> <laughs> The more you didn't want to know. <laughs> um, so Iris shows up. Hey, they're over here. And then Trent, but wait, Trent co- turns Trent, Trent walks up. Into, we know. Well, yeah, no, Trent yeah. walks up and he, he yells at Iris like, stop ruining this. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a duel. Get out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. 
Trent, once again, is just being honorable. He's like, yeah, no, leave. This is supposed to be one-on-one. Let's so do this. He yeah. starts trying to transform Bank, and he ends Can't up... Can't do it. He ends up, mm-hmm. he ends up like, shrapnel-hitting Chameleon. Yeah. Yeah. This, okay, this is actually pretty good action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at yes. the end of this book, this is actually pretty good. Um, not like my expectations are high in Xanth here, but this is decent. This is pretty decent. Honestly, whenever, you, whenever, whenever yeah. they go into action, I just always assume there's going to be some sort of joke, some sort of You kind of, of hear fun. calliope music yeah, in the yeah, background. Yeah. You're not taking any of this seriously, yeah. which is which is hard. It's good that these books are fairly slim. <laughs> yeah. Because well, I don't you don't epic. But this, this comes in this comes into a ma- this comes into be the magical duel where Trent is slinging stuff at him. Now, nothing's happening to Bank. All of a sudden, something like, all of a sudden, he goes to transform, and he, the chameleon is like off to the side or like in his sight line still, and bam, she she's it. a winged doe. And I'm like, what, where did Pegasus deer yeah. come from? <laughs> yeah, right. And then like a plant will fall right in front of him, or a fly or something will just kind of zip in and yes, the air molecules. Like, yeah, he's like, <laughs> what is going on? To be alive? Yeah. No, no, that that was a thing. Was it? Yeah, the, the molecules in the air. He turns them into doves. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah. Yes, because there's yeah, because there's technically bacteria molecules and atoms. Yeah, like, yeah. Wait, so that is some crazy portion. magic right there. Yeah, and Bing's just kind of standing there going, I don't know yeah. what's going on. And finally, Trent goes, Oh, I can't hurt you by oh, magic. That's oh, your yeah. that's your badass magical talent. <laughs> I have a sword. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have Sheesh. to arm you by mundane means. <laughs> yeah, have at ye. That's pretty much what he says. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I just listened to it not too long ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, he's about to get the killing blow, and the winged doe yeah. chameleon jumps. jumps in to save him. Oh, and gets mortally wounded. Mortally yes. wounded. So Bink now has to race to the castle Rugna. And see, this is... And I'm, I get a revivify uh, potion or whatever. Anthony is... Yeah, a, from yeah. Humphrey. Yeah, Anthony Humphrey. is a... a- Anthony is an English dude. This is Shakespearean. This is oh, the, yeah. two, the two characters are oh, yeah. fighting. The in the innocent, yeah. the innocent th- try throws himself in the middle to stop the fight and ends up being the one who's stabbed. Yeah, and then the fight is done and they have to save the innocent. Mm. Both are too honorable. To well, yeah, Trent okay. goes well. Nah. No, I can't. You're too good a person. Right. Yeah. You're too good a person. I lost my love. There's no reason for you to lose yours. Yeah, be a phoenix. Go. Yeah, and so he tra- yeah. yeah, so he transforms he transforms Bink into Jean Grey and she <laughs> <laughs> And we shoot off into the final chapter, chapter sixteen, King. So Pit. as Pit. Bink heads for the castle of the good magician Humphrey. That's such an English name. Oh, I, yeah, it is. <laughs> and this was another evolution. This was oh, another evolution really. thing I wanted to bring up too. Uh-huh. Um, is even Trent? Trent. That's one of Trent's convincing arguments about how human beings are die. Human beings are going to die out and become magical things, and there's going to be no human beings left. As he looks at Bank at one point and goes, "You've seen Humphrey." Yeah. Well, yeah, right. he's a gnome. No, he's not. Yeah, yeah. He's become he even Humphrey knows that if he has kids, they're gonna be full they're gonna be full magic. So yep. Humphrey's intentionally not having kids. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yep. I, I like this. But there's a chase. Iris is not gonna give up without a fight. She transforms herself into a dragon, right? And Why does Iris care? She's a uh, bitch. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I agree. There isn't a lot of motivation there's, given there's, here yeah, except was, that she is a bitch. There was no motivation <laughs> other than, yeah, that she's a bitch. Yeah, and that, she's, uh, she's salty. She was getting off on that Bink was going to die after yeah. he turned her down. Yep, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Is That's the only reason she I tried. I get back at him. And, yeah. then, and then Bink is just 
dumb during this chase scene. Like I, yeah. I was honestly, I was so frustrated listening to this. Yeah. Well, a phoenix brain is not very big. Oh, okay, I forgot he's a phoenix. Oh, I should have turned him into a bink phoenix. <laughs> he was close. Well, yeah, and she goes through, and Humphrey's just kind of standing, like, I, I picture Humphrey standing at the window just waiting for Bink to fly in. He's like, oh, yeah, I know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, you forgot I am the... Uh, I'm the I'm the magician of information. Yeah, I know what's going on. Come on, uh, hop on this carpet. We got to go get we got to go get a stunner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so he gets chased by a dragon. There's a magical storm, and then there's yeah. like oinking or something or snorting, S- snorting, I, snorting it. it. It's the uh, hippocampus. <laughs> Boo! Yeah. Oh, Boo. Boo. <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, but Bing's father, do we say that Bing's father is the stunner? Yes. yes. Well, well, yeah, because we... Because we land in the yeah, village. I mean, he's, he's pretty good looking, but I wouldn't go so far as say <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, because that's, that's how Bing's magic had Bing's father save him in the beginning of the yep. book. Yeah. Um, so they go, he's like, and we need a stunner, and Bing goes, oh, I know a stunner, my dad. Well, Bing's yeah. dad was the first one that captured... Uh, yes. was he was the one that was the only one that could stun him. So yeah, so let's go get right. the old and he, and he was like a palace guard or whatever. Yeah. So okay, no. let's go get the old retired cop to go get the yeah. bad guy. It's like, oh, all right, you've done for this <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so they fly into in there and as they're going to get the stunner, hey uh Storm King's dead. That's not what I needed today. But it all works. Chameleon is healed, and Roland is stuns Trent. It all works out according to plan, exactly mm-hmm. like we want. Trent wakes up in a jail cell. Yeah, <laughs> right. Dang it. He's like, "Damn it!" Wakes up, wakes up in a jail cell, and then like this, like the the Xanthian Council comes in and goes, "Okay, your punishment is you're now king." <laughs> well, can we talk about the weird trial that they have yes. here where they pull out this magic mirror where they can review everything that's happened including the sex that just happened well, of how, course. Would, how would you like to have that shown on court <laughs> can you, can hey, you, you know what if, it, if it's with if it's with win yeah if it's with yeah, Wynn, uh, show it up sitting next to your mother in a courtroom show it up <laughs> <laughs> wow you have a whole different relationship that's with your mother than I do that's <laughs> my boy Joe, but then again Joe, then again I know your mother so Jodes would be okay with it exactly Jodes look yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jodes would give you a pat on the back oh okay no I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> no she has to not look <laughs> hi Jodes I always knew you had your mother's rhythm <laughs> I feel uncomfortable <laughs> hey Jodes Ah, there it is. She's not listening. <laughs> two and a half hours into this podcast, she is no, not she, li- she stopped listening five minutes into episode one. <laughs> <laughs> Most people just listen to the intro, <laughs> and then they go. So uh, they find this footage damning. Bing's just sitting there steaming, going, but but that's not the way it was. That's not what really happened. Because he's skewed by his own point of view. And this... Uh, and this is, this is definitely Piers Anthony yes. talking about 70s bias. Mm. Oh, okay. And it's seventies bias. If it's and even bias now today, if it's not the way I perceived it, then it's not the way it happened. Yeah, that's true. Right. So often I like that when you um, like I said, part of my part of my other side of my life is I do work fire and rescue. I do work car accidents, uh, things like that. Personal testimony when you're talking about something traumatic like a car accident or something like that is 
absolutely worthless most yeah. of the time yeah. Yeah. because everybody has a different perception of what happened. Yeah. The people driving the vehicles, the guy standing on the side of the road, the yeah. people passing in other vehicles, everybody has their own bias. And especially when we're at, when we're ramping up to the Cold War here, mm-hmm. when we're coming out of Vietnam, um, yep. dealing with all dealing with everything that's going on in the media and going on in the country and everybody's you know, upset about all these different things that they really don't know anything about. Right, for sure. That is definite. That is definitely a commentary on bias and even trial bias. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. <laughs> Good input, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like. I'm in the BL afterglow. <laughs> oh, I, like, I, I like how I like how you. Yep. <laughs> I like how I like yes, how sir. Bank here too. I like how Bank here too is like. Well, the only punishment they're gonna they're gonna have to put out his eyes before they feed him to the dragon. Well, yeah, which would make sense would. because that renders then, his power. Yeah, no, yeah, he is, yeah, he's worthless. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so then the the, uh, the the council the council retreats into their chambers. They they have their little powwow, and then they come back, and then they lay the bombshell. Trench must accept the conditions of his punishment. You must get married. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I like how they bring that up first. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You must get married. You must get married, and you must become king. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a lot better now. Okay. Yeah. At first, I was a little worried. <laughs> uh, he, he, and Trent's like, that's why I came here, brother. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. And then we have the... the <laughs> that's why I came here. I mean, oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah. Now we have the, the mini montage, which thank you, Pierce Anthony, for keeping this short. Just yes. a quick little mini montage hey, of what's happening. Hey, what happened to all the characters in the story? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Cherry and Chester kind of, kind show of like up. the end of like an 80s movie where like... <laughs> Steve turned out to go and go on to become manager. He was never happy. Like <laughs> soft music in the background, the freeze frames and the text yes. on the, the end of Animal House when the military was killed in Vietnam by his own troops. <laughs> <laughs> but Cherry and Chester show up, and uh, they start telling Chester the old story of uh, Herman the Hermit. Which should be awesome to him, right? Because Herman the Hermit is his relative. He likes it. He likes yeah, he, this. He's like, this, yes. Yeah, yeah. Herman the Hermit is like is like Chester's crazy uncle. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, hey, tell me about this. So he died. He died heroically, and he was yeah. using magic. And Cherry's like, oh my this, God, don't listen. Yeah, this don't is listen. an abomination. An abomination. <laughs> An abomination. <laughs> when, An abomination. When did Chester and Cher- She said buoyantly. <laughs> But that's so weird that you do that in that voice because all of a sudden we just went to Chester and Cherry becoming all in the family. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Santa's used to use magic. Play. That's an abomination, Archie. <laughs> you listen, Cherry, you just go into the kitchen and why don't you make me something like a popover? Use that oh. new microwave I bought you to get me a pot pie. Oh my God, Chester. <laughs> You got. You have. You have to be nicer to these people, and it's an abomination. We don't want to listen to it, but we got to be nice, Chester. <laughs> this is your honestly... brother-in-law is a meathead. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Bink introduces uh, Sabrina to Combi. <laughs> yeah, that Ooh. happens. 
Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. of course Crombie's here. Why wouldn't he be? Of course, because he's gonna show up Crombie. at the end. He's, he's one of the best. Yeah, he's one of the best fighters. He's like, hey, which is great. What a good move. He's like, you know, I've been pining after this girl the whole time. I've been kept from awesome, buoyant D. Winnie sex the entire yes. book yes. because of you, Sabrina. Why don't you go over here with Crombie? What, the, what? Guy hey, hates women. the guy who hates women. <laughs> the guy who hates yeah. women. The guy who hates women. But use women. You go over. Have yeah. fun. Hey, you used me. Now you can be used by him. Yeah, yeah. They both get what they deserve. Um, you know, boom. They, and honestly, <laughs> they both kind of get what they want. In a way, kind of. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's kind of yeah. like because Crombie's got position. He's got a. He's 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 yep. a guy. He, but he'll also just never. He'll never be around. So she gets position and rank, but doesn't really have to like put up with Crombie yeah, yeah. ever. He'll just be soldiering yeah. <laughs> away. And there sounds can- like my sister-in-law. <laughs> 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 the F- I, there's no chance they're listening to this by here. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that. Uh, yeah, the FBI agent on the internet that he's, monitors me is not. <laughs> he's CIA. You shut up. Okay. <laughs> you have to cut all of that out. <laughs> I am not. Okay. So <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I told him to cut it out. I We're told cutting him. it. We're cutting it. No. 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 Don't come in here. <laughs> Okay. Right. Uh, we return to Rugna. Yay! And Trent has moved the capital now to Rugna, which is which I feel is kind of like moving the capital of the United States to Tallahassee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's true. It's just like, I promised I'm coming back to this castle, so we're going to make this the new capital, since your old king was well, kind of a fuddy-duddy. Can't the castle move, though? Wasn't that part of its power? Was like the castle could kind of move wherever it needs to be. I guess I don't I think don't so. No. I thought I thought that was something. No, the, I, I the read outline, the uh, like the trails and like the way to get in and out of the castle will that move, moves around. Okay. Will move around to bring people in yep. or to shoe people away. Oh, okay, I thought it was one of those where the All castle roads could move to. Lead to Rome only if Rome wants you to. Come okay, to. correct. Mm, yeah, correct. Um, Bank is. Pardoned and announced to be the now the magician bank. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. well, the royal researcher. So, and, he becomes the, and now he be, he gets assigned the royal researcher, which is the, which is the. Hey, we're gonna do a sequel about research. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is basically what happens when they go and find out that Xanth is really just magic boiling off the ass of some sort of big demon underneath the ground. <laughs> which is actually true. <laughs> yeah. Which is dead it's, true it's what's kind actually of going on here. Yeah, read oh. book two. I don't, uh, I don't think I want to. The source of but, magic. But again, this is... A demon's anus. Can, can I just <laughs> skip book two and go to book three? But again, this is... Uh, yeah, could you? This is what, perfect. You, yes. 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 Okay. But this is perfect because this... Bink can go wander the country. Bink is the only person in Xanth who can yeah. go wander the countryside and go into the wilderness and go Indiana Jones it and not be hurt by anything magic. Yeah. Right, right, right. No, but to your question, Paul, I, I think if you're a fan of Xanth, the book two is skippable, uh, but if you really love the universe, go for it. But I think the only I thing like to come out demon. of it is that I like the demon I like stuff. The, I like that demon and the, the brain coral is so, a really yeah, cool idea. I, I like the so demon, skimmed. and I like all the algebra that goes into the Yeah, universe. I really like all that stuff. I'd say it's you good, but like yeah. all the algebra. So, well, they're, they're, Xanth is they're, they're, a demon that is represented as like X to the A. Yeah, there's a whole the there's, there's there's a whole there's a whole uh, thing with there's a yeah. whole thing between algebra and physics and, and Earth. Goes into. Earth is like E to the A R T. 
to the H. Like, it sounds like you're rapping. It's real stupid. (laughs) Yeah, it does. E to the A. (laughs) E equals A to the R. Um, So Bink goes, hey, I got us a house on the edge of town. You want to get married, lady? Bada boom. Bada bing. (laughs) So, and that is the end. What does she say? She says yes. She says yes. Oh, she says yes. Yeah. He throws her over her shoulder. Go in the thing. Go in the house and bang. And all of a yeah. sudden, she becomes uh, in a house made of cheese. By the way, little spoiler from the next book. It's what? a cheese house. Yes, what? it is a cheese house. It's a house made out of cheese. It's a house made cheese out of cheese. In Xanth, it's Bink. There. Bink and Chameleon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, so that is our foyer into Xanth, gentlemen. What are you thinking right now? Would you re- let's talk about I'm thinking recommending Paul? I don't know. What are you thinking? I mean, I enjoyed the book. I tend to like the this style of book. It's got its comedy, things like that. I would recommend it. Definitely not for a 10 to 12 year old to read aloud with them. Unless you want them to quietly come of age. Yeah, it's it's one of those like if Clob. <laughs> <laughs> like Clob did. It's one of those. I'm where, not lying. If honestly, if they discovered it on their Normal own. Things. What? He's not a lion. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about the Sphinx thing! You was, mean, you, mean oh. you came of age reading Xanth and not the Herberger's bra ads like everybody else? <laughs> I, 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 I discovered the JCPenney and Herberger's bra ads um, from the JCPenney catalog. Ca- from the Sears catalog yeah. um, shortly after I began my foray into Xanth. <laughs> um, because I wanted to you know more. You started sowing your wild oats? <laughs> The more you didn't want. Um, small club. <laughs> hey kids. Uh, actually, still, to be we're fair, still on Paul here. Oh no, no, oh, I'm sorry, Paul. No, this is good. This the first, is good. The first time I read this was about the time that my voice dropped to this. I think it'd in be like free sixth, open. Seventh grade. Free open. Free open. Let's open her up there. And yeah. so I want to open this. The, the time I was reading this, I. It was that sixth, seventh grade area where I went from, you know, that little kid voice, and you're like, and it's like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. Um, I, I believe Xanth dropped my voice. Oh, okay. I believe Xanth, Xanth fire rocketed me. That's, no, that's not how it works. If you want your kid's voice to drop, <laughs> I, don't, don't I don't know if reading Xanth makes no. you some sort of Don Juan. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I got there. And I went, oh, God. Oh, look at those. You know what I've been doing? I've been reading Xanth. Um, um, I want to look. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look through the. Uh, I'm gonna look through the uh, J.C. Penny catalog to look at the to, to look at the new turtle figurines. Oh my God, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, April O'Neil. <laughs> lace, no, I, uh, lace, I lace lace and a three hook a three hook backstrap. <laughs> no, I, I've been, I uh, do love that. I do love it. I've I've been this tall since the seventh grade, but I've only sounded like this since the tenth grade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a really weird kid. Hey guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gotta get high. Who's that? Six, who's that six foot one kid who sounds like he's eating helium. <laughs> so no, I if you guys listen to Rage Against the Machine, <laughs> real, real big fan of that Coheed and Cambria who sounds like me. Hey, hey. Let's form a band that sounds like Good Charlotte. Yo, I, got, I got the My Chemical Romance CD. I, at any rate, I, I got my well, sister's twerkle makeup. CDs, first of all, <laughs> My Chemical Romance or good. K- Coheed and Cambria, you have everything of, <laughs> and and uh, my chemical. Oh, romance. okay, you yeah. have all of that. Okay, dude, okay. I dude, I, I listen to the Lemonheads. So come on, I don't even know who that is. Yeah, I feel either. bad now. <laughs> who the heck are the Lemonheads? You ever hear like the '90s uh, cover of Mrs. Robinson? 
No. That's yeah. Kind of fat, that's the lemon. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. I do actually. I know that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. But you know, and actually, I would recommend Xanth as well. <laughs> are you are you kidding me right now? No, no, no. For real? Yeah, I would. Tell me why. I, it's just Tell me it's why. just silly enough. <laughs> I have been sitting here this whole th- time thinking that you're super stone cold on this series. For no, real. No, no, I'm having, having a good time. Well, you're having a good time. Yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> I know you've been hitting those BL lines real hard, Bob. <laughs> But no, no, I haven't been crapping on it at all. No, no, really not at all. No, no, no. no, no. I, I actually I had a really good time. Um, you know, I I don't know who I would recommend it to. Yeah, exactly. Who, that is the hard thing about this book. So, so <sighs> even like Shannon, who was on this podcast yeah. with us, right? Like, I know she read the book with us, uh-huh. and even her, like, I mean, we. I don't know if she'd recommend the book or not, but you could tell, like, when you're talking to her, like, she's like. Yeah, well, it's a thing, <laughs> you know. Like, no, actually, yeah, I got in, I got into some like, or we we got into like a couple like quick little like science discussions with her. Yeah, uh, yeah. about stuff from Xanth that she was just kind of bopping through. Yeah, no, so, it's true. I think it's you got to go in with the expectations appropriately. So, okay, people would be like crazy, like, why would you recommend mm. Xanth? Not recommend maybe a Dragonlance novel, right? Well, well, Dragonlance I thought was trying to be straight up hardcore fantasy. Yes. Yeah. That had some silly elements. This is not. This is like, hey, I'm going to read some sort of farcical romp through a fantasy world that's supposed to be Florida. Mind you, I I have zero interest in going on to any other books in this. Really? Because because of that, what I was talking about earlier where... um, it's just this. Ooh, it's a magical world, and you just kind of have to be okay with everything that's going on. Yeah, I really, I really like the world to be serious and to have rules. Yeah, so I know what to expect. Yeah, and there just all of a sudden won't be like magic comes from a demon's butt. You know? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Seriously, yeah, I, I'm so glad you you ventured <laughs> forth and you told me that because if yeah. I would have gone forth, read that, I would have thrown the book in the fireplace. No, no. <laughs> there is times like okay, so like book four, they get a magic jelly, they spread on their shoes, and they can walk on clouds and or smoke, and they climb, they light a fire to climb up, climb up the smoke to get to the clouds, which they then ride a rainbow down into the mundane world. Like it. It gets really mm. nuts, <laughs> you know. So who do you recommend and, and that? You, and you like, know what? Do you go up and see? You have to be okay with it. Well, yeah, that, and that's yeah. the thing is you you just you, it is that definite suspension of belief mm. where you're just kind of like, like super. <laughs> you're kind of like okay, I'm gonna keep reading because I want to know what yes. weird ass thing is gonna happen yeah. next. Yeah, you have to sit down in a weird mood. Throw back a couple BLs. BL lines. BL no. lines. Folks, folks. And be okay drink, with it. Drink real beer, please. <laughs> Only doing it because Ben Kissel does it. Please. <laughs> so I, I'm doing it. Well, we will deny that to the court. That, 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 that I'm the actually guy? surprised. He's a big dude and he somehow gets enough horsepower out of a BL. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He's a lightweight. I mean, Anyways. A lot, no matter what. <laughs> anyway, since we're completely farcically free-forming it because Xanth yeah. has taken us over. So I guess we, so all, I, so we, I, all, recommend, oh God, yes. we all recommend Xanth. All, read yeah. Xanth. Read Xanth. Get yourself in the right frame of mind. Read Xanth. I don't think we've had like a, like a full table recommendation oh. since the Red Rising. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> or, or no, Time Machine. Who knew Xanth was yet? What, what, Who, what Xanth a, brought us together. What a different book. What a different That's, book from, from, from the uh, Red Rising oh series. Oh my God. That we're all, that we're all going, I, I think it was, yeah, I, I'm still in. Yeah time, yeah, time Machine. But even then... What a different book. <laughs> what, I, what I hear you, uh, Luke, on the, do, do I really want to go 
onto God, through forty no. books. No, uh, and, and if honestly, I didn't have, have, if I if I didn't have to do this podcast, yeah, well, you you don't have to do this podcast. No, but uh, <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> um, but if I if I didn't have to do the next book. For the podcast, Iron Gold. By the Iron way, Iron Gold. Yes. If I didn't have to do Iron Gold, I would do. I, I would. I would start rolling through Xanth again. Oh. Right. Yeah. I'm. I'm tempted good. to go into it for the next I would, little while. Uh, you could read them on the side. In all honesty, they're they're, they're yeah, not they're, large. Well, books. Paul's out they're for pretty Paul's out. Paul's yeah, out. I'm out for so, Iron Gold. So you could come back Iron for gold, our fantasy, and then we're stuff. off, and then it's Dune. Dune. Dune, and that's a big tome. Dune. Yeah, and that, Dune is Which, tome. Dune is going to be a really weird one, guys. We're going to have five chairs on that yeah. one. That's going to be a big... It's a big book. table. Yeah. And we're all going to talk over each other, so it's just going to be garbly for you people. Well, we got two, well, one newbie coming in, yeah. so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, so you're actually, we're, we're going to see you yeah. in, like, four months again, yeah. Paul. But you're coming back for the... For the good old dragon land. Yeah, what I'm are, always what here are we, for dragon What are we Lance? kicking off with? Is it the Raceland one? Or no? I Raceland, but I but but I thought Raceland was dead and oh my god I, I, I can't we ever die in tiny Oh my god and and, and 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 what's this coin do? Stop <laughs> touching that, you bumbling no. idiot. We are uh, starting uh, off uh, with the Raceland one, okay. which is the Soul Forge. Soul Forge. Uh yeah. then we're going to the second generation and ending, unfortunately, in September with Dragons of Summer Flame. Oof. So, but I think that that order was Dragons of no, Summer Flame. I, I think we had it in a different order, and Brendan corrected us. Yes. 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 Dragons of Summer Flame sounds like what happens after Burning Man. <laughs> <laughs> Just any any long weekend with a loose. Which, you know. by the way, with Eddie at my side, I took down the Burning Man <laughs> just last night. You just need water. That's well, true. But it's cooler to do it with. Well, on that bombshell. So on that, <laughs> on that on that bombshell, we need to leave the land of Xanth. We need to move forward. By all means, hook uh, hook up with us <laughs> on Facebook, on Twitter. Go over to. Please don't Luke. hook up with any of us. Um, you can just check us out. Speak for yourself, there, buddy. Okay. Hi, Robin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, uh, ju- we just got this in from Clint, who just who just said when I said part two is recording, he just said I'm still trying to figure out what I just finished listening to with the last one. <laughs> uh, Clint, same. <laughs> that's, a, that's a live, that's a live that's reading. Live reading, right right reading coming in right okay, there. Okay, I'll tell you what, Club, you covered us with your weird tree lickers before. I'll catch this next round. Actually, I have stuff upstairs in the fridge. That's I don't know, from a plant, not a trees of plants. <laughs> you have had too many of the things that come off of Club's trees here. You gotta, you gotta I, I've, I've been stealing BL line. BL oh, I tell you what, come back with us next time. Next time we come in, we're gonna be coming in with Iron Gold. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Hey, go, hey, go, get, go, go, watch, go watch Luke and Paul play their childish games on YouTube. Oh, and all of our yeah. intros are on YouTube too, so if you like those. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great, thanks. We will see you guys next time. Have fun and yourselves. Smash yourselves. that subscribe button. <laughs> he didn't know where he was yeah. going. He totally yeah. just yeah. biffed no that one. <laughs> I, I'm getting, I'm getting the B, I'm getting the BL laugh from you because your face is so freaking close it's to me right now. It's my breath. You're getting drunk off my breath right now. No, I'm not. <laughs> you smell like you, you smell like you squeezed a lime into urine. Like, oh my god! Oh my god! You guys, she's hot and dumb right now. I'll be right back. <laughs> Ooh, go, go, go! Thank you for listening to this episode of Dungeons & Dweebs. There's even more adventuring to be had at our website, DungeonsAndDweebs.com. 
We would love to hear from you. You can email us at dungeonsanddweebspodcast at gmail.com. You can also find Dungeons and Dweebs on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Find all those links at dungeonsanddweebs.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please help spread the word by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. The music for Dungeons and Dweebs is Fatal Fight by Royalty Free Kings and can be found at their website, royaltyfreekings.com. Dungeons and Dweebs is a Tim Gilbert media production, copyright 2017, all rights reserved. And no part of the show can be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Tim Gilbert Media. Did you cross to make that thing? Uh, That would be a pale tree and an (laughs) ale tree. Pale ale tree. Just go get the beer. (laughs) (laughs) So then I'm bringing it in, right? God, what the fuck is that? It's like Andrew with his Uh, kids. Yeah, I wholeheartedly was not prepared. I was like, eh, I had some, shit. but then you <laughs> you started going off of the puds. I'm like, oh god, Luke's gonna break. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just <sighs> <sighs> There's only a select few people who are gonna understand the beavers and the ice dance. That's really <laughs> yeah. funny. I don't know. I think that's pretty good. That was well, good. Beavers in my basement, like, I like the Kinder yeah. area of this. Yeah, the Kinder in his hand. That's really pocket. good. That's really good. <laughs> Can't have your kayak and eat it. Yeah, too. Where, where are you going with beavers in the basement? All right. <laughs> 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 They're shaved. <laughs> All right. Oh, sorry. Are we recording? We are, still are going, yeah. Okay. And the only honorable. Then the only honorable thing to do is to terminate our truth with a formal. <laughs> <laughs> Then, the only... (laughs) 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 Sorry. Okay, let's do a little sound test. All right, little sound test. Step up here and talk so that we can watch the levels. Sound test. All right, we're here talking. Oh. Oh, hello. Uh, And how are you doing? Oh, hi, I'm doing well. Have you ever learned to ski? No. What? <laughs> Just grip, <laughs> grip, grip this pole oh, here. Oh, got it! <laughs> <laughs> You're double-bowling right now, and you do it at the same time. Right. Nice. I think we got her!